0: Entschuldigen Sie,
1: Frau Küsters, ich will Sie eigentlich nicht stören. Ich kann mir vorstellen, wie Ihnen zumute ist. Aber vielleicht sind Sie doch bereit, mir einige Fragen zu beantworten. Ich will Ihnen nicht wehtun, aber sehen Sie, es ist meine Aufgabe, über diesen Fall berichten. Sie haben doch Ihren Mann am besten gekannt. Von Ihnen kann man doch am ehesten die Wahrheit erfahren. Und nur darum
0: geht es mir. Um die Wahrheit.
2: Ja, ich verstehe Sie ja. Sie müssen eben darüber schreiben. Aber heute? Was soll ich denn heute sagen? Mein Kopf ist ganz leer. Ganz leer ist mein Kopf.
1: Tja. Wir haben es auch nicht immer leicht. Aber wenn es heute nicht geht, dann komme ich vielleicht ein andermal wieder. Seien wir morgen? Und um zehn?
2: Ja, ja, Sie müssen es ja wohl machen. Dann kommen Sie eben.
1: Danke. Bis morgen.
3: First time I've ever seen a foreign movie preview and understood more of it by not reading.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I,
3: uh, was baby after that, was, that
5: wasn't really a trailer, I guess. I don't know. I, I looked up trailer, and that was the only one that really came up.
6: <laughs> well, you, you know that, that tablecloth just does yeah. not need uh, translation. It just
5: says Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev. <laughs> pare okay. down that cloth. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been
7: trying to learn um, French so that was actually kind of interesting like knowing what the conversation <laughs> was and then trying to read the French along with. <laughs> there you go.
5: There you go. Yeah, and I wonder and I wonder how much the English translations really came through, right? Like um throughout mm-hmm. the movie. I mean, it's a lot of kind of Marxist yeah. like technical uh, I mean, a lot of it's kind of pseudo babble because they're not really in any kind of position of power. So like, you know, as the German Communist Party stands up and kind of is like, we're going to take the factories. We're going to go in there. We got to talk to everybody. We're going to tell all the workers to unite. It's kind of like, I don't know. I, I got the I got the Zizek like first as tragedy, then as farce uh, vibes from it. And of course, this movie was the farce side of that. So I definitely want to talk about that um, in this conversation. But welcome to Movie Night Extravaganza. Um this is episode 61. Uh crazy to say that, but um we're talking about um Reno Werner Fast Benders, uh Fast Binders. I, I, I always want to say Michael Fastbender, but it's not Michael Fastbender. Reno Werner Fast Binders. <laughs> um <laughs> Man, before uh, Magneto, Custer. he had such
6: a lustier career.
5: <laughs> He's still going. <laughs> um <laughs> so
6: good for his age. <laughs>
5: But um yeah so we're talking about um Mother Custers goes to heaven or there's another translation Mother Custers trip to heaven I guess um That's closer that's is, closer
3: uh... to the actual translation yeah yeah. And it's a it's a oh god this is I don't want to start off like this it, it's like very boring as to why it's a closer translation but it is notable that that's a closer translation for any way that cares But go ahead Yeah it, it's a,
0: it's, I mean, it's a
3: way of saying something it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a real phrase uh it's a real Teutonic phrase versus just a bunch of words somebody decided to put together
5: all right well that is Conan Neutron uh of Protonic Reversal and Conan Neutron's secret friends German understander and uh co-host of this podcast
6: and the well actually Um, part of the podcast yeah um (laughs) well
5: actually uh, (laughs) um of course I'm also joined by Jay Underworld uh you know the Pizza Hut tablecloth guy uh (laughs) replaced uh Michael Gorbachev as the uh you know as the, as the Pizza Hut spokesman, I think. So um...
6: <laughs> yeah, I was right up there with the time Ringo reunited the monkeys. Um, we're all, we're all yeah. very
7: excited about it.
6: Yeah. And, and I will say uh, my six weeks of German, I took in sixth grade really <laughs> paid off of watching this film.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I, I want to, wait well, yeah, wait well so i mean go, obviously look, we're also- yeah yeah like we got erica and- yeah, yeah. I no, so we're also joined by erica Stratt. i know we're uh, rusty we, we did- took
3: a week off so it's hats off to larry's
7: so. i know
5: my my brain is not my brain is not come on guys today. come on um no I, I had a question for andy about the the german part of it like uh how much german I got a lot of questions I for andy yeah <laughs> well I'll, I'll get it i'll ask that i'll ask that after this i guess well i'm also jo- we're also joined by erica strout frequent uh co-host um you know she she's in Code of Neutron, The Secret Friend. She's a filmmaker. Uh, you know, just has been on pretty much every episode lately. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you uh, for yeah.
7: having me back. <laughs> it's always fun what with a, you guys. What a great I think, intro! I think then. we
5: need to be. I think we need to be thanking you at this point for how how often you're on these channels <laughs> <laughs> lately.
7: Yeah, I'm ready for my ro- my royalties to start coming in. <laughs> <laughs> you and me bills sister. <laughs>
5: And I'm very excited that we're also joined by Megan Day, um, associate editor at Jacobin, uh, the co-author of uh, "Bigger Than Bernie" with Micah, um, as well as the author of a recent piece in Jacobin. Uh, well, recent is in like a few months ago, right? Um, I, it's been a couple months since it since it originally it, came has out. Has it
3: even been a month? Like it's no, it no. Came it
8: out? it like, came out in print a few months ago. I mean, like maybe late summer, and then it, and then it came out. Just came out at the beginning of the year online.
3: That's right. That's right.
5: Okay. Uh, the piece is Fastbinder and the Red Army Faction. Um, I will pull it up. but uh yeah, so uh, conan Conan originally saw you tweet out the piece and was very excited to talk about uh, Fastbinder, and German cinema. and um yeah, I, I you know, going around, I guess, um is this is this everybody's first time watching this, or you know, first, I mean, I'm sure it's not for you, Megan, but you know, like uh, how I guess how did you He's how did just you get his article to this apparently. And, what?
6: She's yet the article. She didn't watch the movie but wrote an article about
8: it. <laughs> I've never seen it. You guys will have to tell me how it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: let, me, let me know you like it. Let me know if it's any good. So, but, so, so I'm sorry, are you're asking everyone if they've if they've seen it before.
5: Yeah, I like have. you know, I mean I've I, seen I, other I, movies of
3: his and I especially love World on a Wire. That's I that's like one of my favorites. Every movie I've seen from him I've really liked uh this was not one of them though so i was excited to watch it so i watched it for the show and, I, and by watch it for the show i mean i did it last night <laughs> finally because i've had like no time whatsoever but i i, I enjoyed it yeah but I, I like the man's work i like his other films um uh, he also uh and it goes a little bit into it in make uh, like its article like talks about like you know some of these were like meant to be like long form pieces, like they'd be prestige television now even though they're put together as movies because they're they're especially long multi-episodic so on and so on um but yeah that was that was my take on it i dug it uh he's got a very distinctive style which i think this is the fourth movie fourth movie i've seen from him and like that's now become more apparent to me whereas originally i wasn't able to quite grok it so
5: um the so eight hours don't make a day actually was a, a television series right like that was um mm-hmm. it wasn't just put together as a movie um and i mean i don't know it's, it's interesting i think this whole like new cinema movement right because you know uh fast gets um kind of uh, credited as kind of the person who um most sparked i guess kind of the german new cinema movement and it kind of is a lot of like short filmmaking, long form filmmaking, like kind of playing with the the length of films, playing with the style, like the stylistic nature of it. And I mean, you know, uh, reading Megan's article also, uh, you know, plays like learning screenwriting as like a or like a le- learning playwriting as like a, a you know um, before before eventually I guess turning to screenwriting. I think that is kind of a, a commonality in a lot of different um, you know like. Uh, uh, new New Wave slash New New Cinema, you know, auteurs, I guess.
8: Though in mm-hmm. Fassbender's case, it might be interesting to note that the reason he got so into playwriting was because he was rejected from film school. So he he applied <laughs> a- along with like every every West German youth in in the late sixties because it was clearly like for some reason it just was in the era that like film was where the counterculture was. So if you were like an alternative or countercultural young person, you were applying to this new state sponsored state funded institution that had just started up the Berlin film school and a very small number of people got um, accepted and Fassbender was not one of them twice in a row, which is how he ended up at action theater, um, which was a theater, which was set up originally to watch movies made by, you know, like, the, the big guys, like the big guys of alternative German cinema. And then they started doing plays. So the next generation of them really um, kind of got into plays because they couldn't get into film school in Berlin, but it really did impact the nature of cinema uh, for the next decade or two.
5: And um, and and it's, it's interesting that like, you know, the partition, I guess, of, of Berlin um, really kind of crushes a, a lot of these ideas of like leftist thought, you know, like communist thought. Like I was I was listening to um, Daniel Bessner, uh, doing a a podcast recently, um, talking about like the, um, SPD, uh, like the, the, you know, the social Democrats who originally kind of were, you know, in power, um, at the end of world war one in Germany, I mean, they kind of, uh, coalesced into that and then kind of betrayed. I mean, during, during the course of the war kind of betrayed, uh, you know, the, the idea of like international revolution and this, this movie kind of feels like it's almost like at, at the end of that history when it's been so beaten out of people, by, you know, um, you know, I mean, first by, you know, the Nazi party taking over, but then also by, you know, capitalism taking over and which, you know, like winning that fu- that the struggle between, you know, um, I mean, both like the, the more, uh, radical, uh, communist style. And I think that this movie kind of translates into like anarchy, like an, an anarchism more than a, a communism, but like, you know, that style of, um you know, like electoral politics and that style of everything and, you know, kind of got so beaten down with people, it's almost like they don't register that that was a few decades ago, even like a, a possibility. Um, the only people that really are able to recognize it are kind of the more bourgeois, like, uh, you know, people that have like inherited a bunch of wealth, which goes into like the, you know, the professionalization, I guess, of um, of all leftist politics under, you know, the system, because who can really afford to educate themselves um, and just kind of have enough leisure to just kind of sit around, you know, talking about how... They wish communism was around and like they could win some elections. Like obviously it's someone that like inherited money. Uh, so, yeah, so I, it, it does feel like throughout, you know, because um, and I have a I have a clip that I can play with this. But um, uh, Fastfinder's original thing was a lot more radical. He was part of like he was very sympathetic to the anarchists, very sympathetic to like uh, kind of almost like these terrorist groups that were running around um, in West Germany at the time. And like a lot of them were like, it kind of mirrors like the Weather Underground kind of, but um, yeah. that kind of politics.
8: Well, he was he was friends with them, which is kind of the point that I was making in the article. And I think that he's actually grown disillusioned with them by the time he makes this movie. And I think that this movie, in some sense, is um, a lament for like their lost promise. He said later that you know, despite being disillusioned with them, he he actually really he admired them and he uh, identified with what he called their oversensitive despair. Um, like he thought he he thought that they he thought that there was something kind of like tender about the story of their waywardness but he did actually think they were ultimately kind of dumb and i think it does come through in in this movie
5: (laughs) yeah um so this is this is the the clip kind of talking about the the background of this i guess um and this is from the this is from the documentary that i um that i was talking about i guess before the show started but so Im selben Zeitraum wird das Verhältnis
0: zwischen dem Baderm-Einhof-Terrorismus und der westdeutschen Gesellschaft zugespitzt. Fassbender rennt lange damit, wie er diesen Konflikt darstellen kann. Man muss sich schon vorstellen, sich, sich so, äh, selbst mit den Mitteln der Gesellschaft,
1: aber sich trotzdem auch mit diesen Mitteln so außerhalb der Gesellschaft zu begeben und wirklich... Äh, das Leben, die Freiheit aufs Spiel zu setzen, da gehört schon jetzt eine ganz gehörige Portion Verzweiflung dazu. Die Kraft, die diese Leute hatten, das, war, das sind ja durch die Bank eigentlich äh, unheimlich kluge Leute, die sind ja, weiß Gott, nicht dumm. Ne? Die sind damals eine, eine, eine intellektuelle Potenz und haben diesen, diesen sensibilisierten Grad von Verzweiflung. Ich weiß nicht, wie sie den wirklich einsetzen, wie sie das beides einsetzen könnten und könnten konstruktiv Ich weiß es nicht, weil, weil ihnen das eben nicht gelungen ist. Darum sind sie ja zu diesem zu diesem Wahnsinn, haben sie ja zu diesen Wahnsinnsmethoden gegriffen, weil sie trotz Kraft und trotz Sensibilität und trotz allem, was sie was sie zur Verfügung hatten, es ist, ist ja nichts vorwärts gegangen. Ne? Meine, sie haben natürlich eine unheimliche Ungeduld gehabt. Sie haben gedacht, die Revolution müsste von heute auf morgen passieren und geschehen, und weil es weil es so wahnsinnig langsam gegangen ist, also für sie Äh, haben sie halt ja ja man muss da wirklich in Jahrhunderten rechnen und die haben halt in, in, in mit einem Jahrzehnt gerechnet ne und haben gesehen nichts äh, nichts ist passiert was weiß ich de, wie viele Leute auf der Straße auf die Straße gegangen sind demonstriert haben und sie haben wirklich das Gefühl gehabt es ist eine Volksbewegung ne und dann hat sich herausgestellt es war es war
5: es war gar keine So yeah, I think that really comes through um, throughout throughout Mother Custer, you know, goes to heaven like the the idea that kind of um,
7: what's funny. I'm
5: not not letting nothing, nothing at all. No, I want to know.
7: I want to join in.
5: (laughs) Sorry, Forrest. Go ahead. Um, Yeah, so I I think that um, professional show, folks. No, I think, I think it does really come through the, uh, you know, the, the, the impatience of the electoral strategy, which is something that really did also come through, you know, the, the first time around as the tragedy part of it. Um, like, you know, I mean, most famously with, uh, with Rosa Luxemburg and, you know, the split, um, after voting, voting, the, uh, the social Democrats voting to go into war and, um. I, there's a really, you know, that Kramer meme has been going around and there's a really amazing one that like, it took me a really long time to track down today, but when it first came out, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a picture what about of all of right? Yeah, it was, no, <laughs> but they were all, it was a picture of all of them voting to go into war and it says, uh, and it's like international betrayal, Jerry, but, um, but, uh, but no, but like that kind of that moment and that impatience, and do you really take that electoral strategy? Do You just kind of slowly build power over time and, you know, and, and, sometimes get completely crushed like you saw that in in the u.s with eugene Debs, like building you know a, a socialist movement over time up until kind of world war one when he got thrown into into prison along with you know um, both anarchists and the you know the socialist like labor leaders and pretty much everybody else that opposed the war or do you kind of go along to get along actually in the case of the social democrats gain power but then kind of you know completely fuck everybody else over with the fry corps and stuff like that um Literally right after that, like anytime anyone was like, Hey, we should probably keep doing this revolution. They were like, no, we're in power now. Like, so how do you really, you know, how do you really come up with that strategy? And it seems like in this movie, it's the farce element. It's like, they're not going to get, they're not going to get any kind of power anyway. So it's like, you know, you could you can stand in a room and like preach to a, a bunch of people that are in the party, or you can turn around and, you know, either take your gun into a, you know, into the, uh, demand all the prisoners, like political prisoners get released, which isn't going to do anything either. You know what I mean? Like they're just gonna find a way to take out the fucking car with probably both prisoners in it. Like <laughs> you know, like well, and
3: that's, but like the back half of this movie is, is just that a farce. Yeah. Like I feel like the first half is pretty serious. And then like the back half is sort of like he's like, hey, you know, like this is this is something that's like worth mocking because like this is how ridiculous you guys are. And, I and think, it was uh, happening, Megan, yeah. Yeah, Megan, yeah. Your article is great at, at, at kind of like showing the context for that,
8: Megan, Yeah, the ahead. context is, I think is important because it was actually happening in German society at that point. So the people that Fossbender had met at Action Theater, this like theater that he was a part of in Munich. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, arg- it's, ar- it's arguable that Fossbender himself had a role to play in like the first terrorist action among the West German um, student movement because um, his like friend-slash-competitor who ran the theater, um, uh, Horst Sonlein, um, apparently suspected that uh, Fassbender was having an affair with Sonlein's wife. He got really angry and he smashed up the theater, um, and then he went off brooding and got a lot closer to two other people who were known to come around the theater, uh, Gudrun Enslin and Andreas Bader recognized name Andreas Bader from the Bader Meinhof gang. Like these these were the actual people who then eventually became the people that were talking about the West German left wing terrorists. So Sondlein goes off with them and they actually make a bomb in Sonnlein's apartment that they used to bomb some um, department stores in Frankfurt which previous, prior to this, the student movement had been a relatively peaceful, mass action-oriented uh, student movement. Um, it, was read, it was led by this guy, Rudi Rudy Deutschka, um, Who actually coined the phrase long march through the institutions, which you sometimes hear leftists say. So that was their orientation. But he was, there was an assassination attempt on him, and it really actually took him out and gave him a debilitating brain injury from which he later died. So my point being that there was this like really sharp turn in 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 the West German left. And it happened not long before this movie was made. This movie was made maybe three or four years after that sharp turn. And Fosbinder witnessed that turn and like i said it's arguable that he had a role to play in that turn for personal and not political reasons but he was had had an up he had like a front row seat to that turn away from um mass politics and toward like vigilantism and guerrilla warfare
5: yeah and and it's kind of an interesting uh time period in that you know i i think that in in the us obviously it never really took off because you know we're there's never, like, we, we've, we're so strapped by the, you know, Cold War that, like, any, any thought that anything kind of even vaguely progressive could happen here, you know, for decades after, uh, like, even, like, even still, like, kind of is, is, a, is a far-fetched dream. But, like, somewhere like Germany where they really did have, you know, a, um, like, I mean, first Marx coming from there and then kind of, like, um, you know, I mean, like, a, at least nominally socialist uh, government for a little bit before, you know, fascists kind of won that struggle – um, like it's more of a, uh, it seems like almost more like more of a possibility, but then, you know, that's happening across Europe at the same time during the seventies, but like neoliberalism wins out. Like, and it seems like by that point, you know, globalization has like the idea that even like a nation state kind of could, uh, you know, that could fight back in that way kind of is completely stripped away because you can just kind of send the jobs off to just anywhere else. Like, we're, we're now a fully globalized world system. Like, it's yeah. kind of too late in, in that sense. So it, it seems like this movie is kind of uh, doing kind of the primal scream and completely understands that that's where they are. Like, completely understands that, like, this is that moment of crisis. Like, this this is that moment of crisis, but, you know, all mechanisms to kind of uh, flesh that out or all mechanisms to kind of um, jump on it because it's happening so fast are null. <laughs>
8: I I feel the exact same way. And that was the argument that I was trying to present. So this is some important backstory also for the movie. So when it was made and then it was shown, it was originally screened in a room full of, you know, the kinds of people that are like kind of parodied in the film, you know, like, um, you Know, local, local uh, in, in select- yeah, exactly, exactly. The <laughs> of the time. You know, they're, they're college educated radicals and so on and so forth. You know, some of them were journalists, some of them were students, and so on. Um, and they were, he hated it, they were really mad. They um booed and jeered, and apparently, um, it had to be stopped before it was finished, though I think it was later finished that evening. Um, but there were some interruptions. Um, and he got really angry during a Q&A when they were yelling at him. And so then he snapped at them and said, all leftists are idiots. And some people took that, basically they were accusing him of being reactionary. Then he said that leftists were idiots. And so they kind of walked out of that room being like, Fassbender's made a reactionary turn. He's moving toward the right. That was the that was what people got from this movie. Um, if you watch it closely, I think that Forrest is right. I mean, this is... This movie is about how the two predominant strategies for the left have both reached a dead end at the moment of neoliberalism's beginning. One is the electoral strategy, which is failing because the left-wing parties are too small and they're not connected to the working class. So they're irrelevant and they don't have any power. The other one is this like terroristic, um, vigilante or urban guerrilla warfare strategy, which is failing because everyone hates it and it's frightening, and it doesn't connect with people. Um, and and so he's basically saying this is the bind we're in. Our strategies aren't working, and we're about to get completely swallowed by whatever's coming next. He doesn't know what it's going to look like, but it's really a lament. So when he says all leftists are idiots, he doesn't mean I'm right wing. He means, our project is in really deep trouble, and it turns out that he's completely right. I mean, it's yep. this is the exact moment when neoliberalism begins. I mean, what is what year did this come out?
2: We usually uh, date
8: seven, seventy-five. seventy-five.
3: Se- yeah. 75 it's 75. A, it's a year after uh, World on a Wire. Well, and yeah. I think it's 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 in the movie. Right. Because like, look at the people like from the party. They're like, uh, you know, as mentioned, they're like kind of like pretty well off, well put together, so to speak. Right. They have like their Mm -hmm. their stick down pat. It's very clear that like they just are running around doing this. And he's pointing out the hypocrisy in the same way that Alex Cox did towards punk rock. You know, where he's like, hey, you failed. You failed. And what you do next is up to you. But like, don't pretend like you succeeded when you failed. And I feel like it came from it. it came from.
5: You know, it does feel exactly like that, like the the healthy anarchy, like we could have had healthy anarchy quote in Sid and Nancy. Like it does feel a lot that that same kind of energy um, coming from this movie,
6: and, and not well, seen in this movie. But but you know, sorry, I, I
5: interrupted Conan. I, I just I, I wanted. To I, I was just up.
3: I was just gonna say, but if 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 it didn't deeply affect him, if he didn't care about it, then it wouldn't have meant as much. And I think the same holds true here as well. And I think that's the article that that's it. That was all I want to tag that with. You yeah. want to hear from Erica at some point, too. But yeah, dudes go. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I did
6: just want to kind of jump off the, um, the, the fact that this is right around the time, um, you know, Bowie left uh, America with Iggy Pop to go to uh, West Germany, uh, the heroin capital of Europe to kick heroin and uh <laughs> <Right>. you know, <laughs> as you do yeah <laughs> as you do yeah no but but like there's a certain alienation and like, like like uh heroin you know was the drug that kind of destroyed the punk rock movement too um yeah. so so there is a certain kind of parallel that that probably you know heroin was you know uh, a big factor I, I would imagine in the uh you know the destruction of the alienation that that was seen in this movie because i think this movie really does portray alienation quite nicely um, you know even though it's parroting stuff but you know, you know what I'm saying
3: oh and yeah. so one thing I want to say just real quick uh, is is that uh, it's very clear they need a like working class person to like kind of rally behind like to to, to like recruit basically to make it real for people and more than just like a fashion statement. And I think that that's again that's about where it starts turning into like a farce, like like after yeah, that. and, and, and a weird. martyr.
5: I mean, I think I think it's kind and, of almost a like martyr, they're, yeah. they're going, but they're going through the motions of you know like every you know every kind of leftist movement at the beginning of it has a martyr. Like we need a martyr. Why don't we pick this guy? Well, I don't necessarily think is the like you know like he he did go in and just kind of shoot his boss and then himself yeah i mean like they they
3: apply a bunch of retroactive continuity to him that makes him sound like he was like a revolutionary and it's like okay okay maybe yeah erica what do you think about all that andy shut up okay um i'll love
7: well i I know that, well, around this time, it was in America, at least a lot of the socialist movement was wrapped up in civil rights with the Black Panther Party, too. So, like, I think America had that complicating factor, but um, I don't know. I tried to I tried my best to as somebody who has not studied world politics much in my life. (laughs) um, I tried to learn too much too fast and I think I got overwhelmed. So, um, Megan, I really did enjoy your article. That was very helpful, though. I think, I think, um, I don't know, for me, like, I think my bigger takeaways were seeing his, like, consistent theme of, like, like, people being exploited, and, like, by their feeling, like, people using other people's feelings to exploit them, and I see this very much in that, in this theme as well, like, in this movie.
8: Yeah, I actually think that's a really good point, I did not put that in the article, but I agree with that analysis, because I would say that Fassbender, uh, certainly had a um, sophisticated materialist understanding of the world, but that doesn't mean that he, I, don't, I I. can't speak for the man, but from what I've seen of his work, I think that he thinks that the world of um, human emotions matters j- just as much as the, as the material world, right? Um, and that people can be exploited in multiple ways. And it's interesting in Mother Coasters because it does seem like in the service of what they believe to be ending exploitation materially, these like disempowered sectarian communists end up exploiting this poor woman emotionally. Um, Mm -hmm. So he's kind of playing with like multiple or competing forms of exploitation in the film, for sure.
5: And I I think that, you know, I I think it's really important that it's a German film specifically, and he's a German filmmaker. Um, I, you know, I was raised by, I mean, like my family moved to New Paltz where I live still um, when I was a kid because my grandma was here and she had kind of, after World War II, had left Berlin and, you know, uh, kind of just dipped and, um, and, you know, dipped on her family that was still there too, like including a daughter and kind of just decided to start over again with my grandfather in America. And, um, and he was, a, you know, he was an American soldier. And, you know, and there really was I mean, you know, Berlin after World War II was not a good place to be. Um, you know, like, by any stretch of the imagination, like, you know, they had so many strictures on what you could do, um, like, uh, you know, so, but the idea of, like, emotions, I think, German culture in general is is very unemotional, like, it's beat into them as kids, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, like, the, the discipline is outrageous there, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, like, as, as a kid that was, you know, as a kid that was American, but, like, being, like, somewhat raised by, like, a German grandmother, like, when my brother and I would, like, cry or something, she'd, like, mock us. And because, you know, you weren't, you're not supposed to cry. Like, you're you're, you're a man. You're not supposed to cry. You know, that emotion is, like, weakness. And, like, we don't see it that way here. Uh, yeah, as much, at least. Not in the same way. Like, not, not in the way that, like, you know, it really is something that you're, like, not allowed to do at all. Yeah. So I, I think that this movie spoke to me because kind of the way that they're, the way that they're beaten down kind of everybody in the working class, like, it goes into the capitalist system very, very easily. Like, just kind of going along to get along, you know, like everyone's kind of just having a nice conversation. There's no, like, you know, they don't feel like there's a deep emotional bond in this family necessarily. Like just, they're kind of just going along with it because that's kind of just what you do. And, and it's they very teutonic. You're right. It's, yeah. it's like,
3: it's, it's like culturally like that. That's the cultural norm. Whereas his movies all in their way have a deep, deep emotional connection even if it's like just you know betrayal and, and manipulation like he's to the point that he was often at war with his actors because <laughs> he thought that he wasn't getting like the correct thing out of them or like he had a different vision for it or this and that but the guy was you can say lots of things about him but he's full of feeling
5: he's also usually full of barbiturates full of feeling, and cocaine
4: yeah. but, you know. <laughs> I think also his <laughs> no, help,
5: upbringing help help really channel, helps channel those feelings you know yeah yeah he's, yeah <laughs>
8: His upbringing also was very unique because, and this is important because like he's able to speak and I'm sorry, there's a dog in the background. Apologies, can't do anything about it. But there's, um, you know, he was able to like inject that kind of emotionality in a culture that was otherwise relatively non-emotional because he had a really weird upbringing, I think, and it shaped his yeah. psyche in really unique ways. So his parents were just eccentrics. Um, his mom, his, his dad was a doctor which normally would be like whatever the PMC of, of the time, but like his dad was just a weird guy and decided that he wanted to p- treat sex workers in Munich and the red light district pro bono and invited them back to their flat all the times to live with them for long periods of time. Um So there were, and there were like artists and other people like milling around in the flat. I mean, Fassbender should be said was born the month that Hitler killed himself. So like he was born into oh, really? this like really, yeah, he was born into this insane world that was, like, yet to be made, you know? Um, that was very and chaotic. Very chaotic, and his parents really reflected that chaos. I mean, they were probably eccentric people before the war, but since they had no, no stability, you know, during the war, I think that it really exaggerated their eccentricities, and his mother was both mentally and physically ill and was... Um, institutionalized for long periods of time. And so his dad would be like off doing whatever. And his dad left at a certain point, left the house, left the family. And his mom would be institutionalized and there'd be random people in the house. And his biographer says that he wasn't entirely sure who his parents were at any given point. Like he wasn't sure who his mom and dad were. And his mother actually was very open about the fact that she had sort of neglected him. And her reasoning was that she felt that Hitler had been the father to the nation. And when she realized what a farce that was, she felt That she was unable to parent anyone. The parenting itself was like wrong. Yeah, Yeah. and (laughs) and so that could have really, that could have really fucked him up. And arguably, it did really fuck him up. I mean, he was a person who was given to violence. He had a lot of temper tantrums. He was in his drug issues. He died when he was like thirty eight from a drug overdose. So yeah, it fucked him up. But also. Produced a, just a very odd sensibility that was very unique, and I think allowed him to penetrate into the emotional experience of being a post-war German in a way that his contemporaries probably weren't able to.
5: So I, I think have, that's it, something
8: we don't really have, think
7: about that that much. Oh. Is um, you know, we talk when we talk about that time period. It's it's so much more talked about and thought about, like what happened to the people who were literally killed and persecuted, and and not so much think about well, what about the people who weren't being sent to camps? Like the people who weren't being murdered, like how were they affected by it? And like, what were they, yeah. wh- how were they being manipulated by the propaganda that they got from their government? And then like, how did they process all that?
6: Have you ever listened to Schwarzenegger talk about his father? No. Um, it's it's really interesting because uh, uh, he kind of opened up about it after Trump uh, came to office. Because up to that point, uh, his parents always seemed very... Uh, I, when I was a kid, I read two biographies of Arnold Schwarzenegger before I was like fourteen. So uh-huh. like um, you know, I'm I'm uh no way more about multiple
3: ones, huh? Okay.
6: Yeah, no, I know way more about Arnold Schwarzenegger than I really need to, but um, Is
3: one of them called <laughs> Get to the Chopper? Because I really hope it is.
6: Uh sadly, <laughs> not the ones I read. <laughs> um, but but uh, you know, the the one that, that came out in seventy-seven that, that I read first, um, uh, you know, kind of painted his parents as very supportive of his career. Um, but, you know, recently, you know, after Trump, uh, came into office, he was kind of discussing like, you know, the parallels of fascism and that kind of stuff. And he, he actually, uh, you the
5: know, of fascism, uh, you know, his father
6: <laughs> apparently abused him a lot as a kid, um, which is part of the reason why he wanted to be strong. Uh, and like all of a sudden it's like, Oh, this makes a lot of sense about, you know, who he is. And that also makes a lot of sense about, you know, like, 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 uh, you know, because he talked about the damage that it does to not just the people within the party, but the people who are surrounded by the party. So I, right. I thought um that, that well, was very this interesting. This is not
5: a Arnold Schwarzenegger episode. This is a you know fastbinder oh. episode. I have a clip of Fastbinder uh explaining his his situation as a as a child. Oh, this, better uh, than Schwarzenegger. Yeah.
3: Hear it? <laughs> let's chalk, let's rate whether Andy's explanation was better than this. <laughs> <laughs>
5: He looks like he looks like uh, Jake Flores, by the way. I think that's really he fine. does kind of like Jake Flores.
3: Yes. That's
6: funny. Jake yeah. Flores played him in the movie.
1: It is, wahrscheinlich keine Kindheit in dem Sinne von, von einer Kindheit, die Trifosi erfahren hat als Kindheit. Das ist, ist nicht eine verpasste Kindheit. Das ist eher keine. Haben Sie sich geborgen gefühlt als Kind oder nicht? Nein, würde ich nicht sagen. Ich habe aber auch äh, ein Elternhaus gehabt, in dem äh, sich dieses Problem, sich geboren zu fühlen, nicht gestellt hat. Also ich habe äh, da keine rechten Vergleichsmöglichkeiten gehabt. Es war war nicht so, dass ich äh, ein Elternhaus oder eine Kindheit gehabt hätte, in der ich unter etwas... äh, derartige Mittel leiden können. Aber ihre Eltern sind früh auseinandergegangen. Bei wem sind sie gewesen? Bei wem haben sie sich zu Hause gefühlt, wenn man das fragen darf? Bei ihrem Vater oder bei ihrer Mutter? Das war ein bisschen schwierig. Ich habe ich hab meine Eltern erst sehr spät kennengelernt. Ich bin zwar mit ihnen aufgewachsen, aber das war ein... Uh, ein Haus, in dem sehr, sehr viele Menschen gelebt haben und ich glaube, dass ich als Kind nicht recht, uh, als kleines Kind nicht recht die Möglichkeit hatte, zu unterscheiden, uh, wer nun wer ist und wer nun welche Wertigkeit und Wichtigkeit für mich hat. Uh, als meine Eltern sich scheiden ließen, war ich sechs, da bin ich zu meiner Mutter gekommen, ich musste dann erst mal lernen. Uh,
3: Wow. Okay, so not not to make this about me, but I also
7: dog Sorry.
3: <laughs> we'll make it about the dog instead. Never mind.
7: <laughs> Let's focus on what's important here.
3: Yeah, welcome to the dog <laughs> podcast.
5: <laughs> well consider I mean considering Audrey jumps in the the shot every single you know, other <laughs> episodes that we've done. This is kind of the dog. It's, it's, a, dog, it's,
6: it's a pet it's a positive podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Exactly. <laughs> but, but Erica I, probably
6: has one in her lap right
3: now. <laughs> she certainly <laughs> did I'm earlier. Fair. Yeah. But I grew up in a very chaotic childhood as well and in, in a different sort of manner, but a very, very chaotic childhood more than I usually even normally let on. So that makes way more sense to me. Cause you think about the fact that this is very, yeah, back half of uh, Mother Custards is a farce, but the, the the front half of it is sort of like very grounded in reality. Whereas World on a Wire, which I just won't stop talking about because I just love that movie and I wish more people knew about it. <laughs> He's been DMing me a pearl the past week about that movie. It's Everyone's going to love it when they finally watch it. But like it, for ideas that he throws out there are things that are later picked up by like The Matrix, Total Recall. Existence, uh, Blade Runner, Avatar, Inception, even like the Westworld TV series. And this is like 73, to be clear. But knowing more about him, I think one of the reasons why is because for that, for him, that's his his way of of creative expression was like ways to like escape and like create a world. And that makes way more sense to me now because I was like, wow, this is like Philip K. Dick, but like this German expressionistic filmmaker that I've like never heard of, that's fantastic. And so it's interesting to, to see that turned around. Next year, we was like, hey, no, we're going to get as real as we can possibly get because these people need to be called out for blowing it, basically. It's how I see it. And that's kind of what I got out of the article, too, Megan.
5: And it's the same kind of scream that we kind of all have at, like, the online left, right? Like, it's the same, like, the, you know, leftists are all idiots. It's something that I would fucking I took a screenshot of that days. with all of us on yeah, screen, like, so
3: I've got black man material now. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, the,
5: like leftist, leftists are all idiots. It's like something you tweet at, like, fucking 5 a.m., you know, when, like, the, like the worst possible discourse is going on on Twitter, and you're just pissed off and like kind of drunk, and you're like, you know what? Fuck this! All leftists are idiots, and you get fucking racist.
8: And it would be the equivalent of if somebody quote tweeted that and was like, "Well, look who's like a crypto fascist. Look who's drifting yeah. towards the right. Strasserites scum. Like that's essentially what happened to him in the wake of Mother Coaster's goes to heaven. Like I think he was trying to throttle the left to take a good look at itself and to see that it's. Strategies were a failure um, and an embarrassment. Um, and I think he, it's not like he had an alternative strategy that he was like, uh Promoting at that point, Um, but at least he was sad about it and thought that people should like face the music. And then the response was essentially like, "Oh, well, Fassbender used to be a leftist, but he's clearly not anymore." I mean, have you seen his latest Mother Custers? <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. really anti-left. His, it's like really. Have you seen his
5: podcast with Amy Tyrese? I don't know the whole thing's... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> but,
3: but think <laughs> about think about the exploitive nature, like in in the film itself too, of of Mother Custers being used for like propaganda agitprop basically to, to to recruit and to basically made into like the new face of like oh hey we don't want it to, the face to be like these like kind of like well off you know well put together people it needs to be the working class so let's find a working class hero to to buy into our, our stuff and help uh propel this along and, and here's the thing that's actually done all the time not usually so yeah. cynically hopefully one can hope but like you know it, i like the fact that he was pointing that out because just just because you agree with an ideology doesn't mean that there's inherent morality behind the propagation of it.
8: I also yeah. think that, like, you can't really tell in this movie, but I don't think that... I think at this point, he, he was... I think he was just kind of, like, depressed. I think he was also apparently doing a lot of drugs. He also was... A, he was also especially depressed because something else happened, which is that he was accused in like a really similar maneuver he was accused of antisemitism for a movie that he had made where he had basically played with the idea of like inverting oppressor and oppressed and in this movie there was a character and this was based on a a book that he hadn't even written where there's like um, uh, a Jew who oppresses Germans on purpose as retribution yeah. for the Holocaust. And that was so offensive to people to imagine. I mean, it's very recent, after World War II, that he was accused of antisemitism. I and mean, it was very hurtful to him, actually. And then he, he it was precisely because he had kind of expected a little bit more nuance from viewers than they were capable of giving. And then he turned around and made the exact same mistake with Mother Custers, yeah. where he was like hoping people would bring more nuance to their viewing of it than they were capable of. Um so that's that's essentially what fleed, happened
5: yeah. He basically fleed yeah. Germany. Like he fled Germany at that point cuz he had houses in like a, you know a few different cities by that point. So that interview that we just watched and and it continues on. It's the longest interview he ever did. It's 41 minutes which isn't actually that long of an interview when you look at, you know, 5 hour episodes of moving the Extravaganza that have taken place. <laughs> but uh no like <laughs> But no but so it's the longest interview he ever gave. It's 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 on criterion if if you ever um like you know, get bored he wasn't
3: watch. a big interview guy, and a lot of people weren't necessarily looking for him to give interviews. Yeah. The time
5: because it was it was less common. Like, oh, you're a filmmaker. Why
3: would a filmmaker talk to the press? You
7: yeah, know, that yeah. makes he, sense to he, me that he would be misinterpreted pretty easily. Like, like with this film, where maybe I don't know, kind of seems like what he was mostly trying to express was disappointment. Instead yeah, of saying, like, "Look how yes. terrible these people are, or stupid they are, or whatever." Like. You know, and with the film that you mentioned, Megan, like sounds like people misinterpreted and didn't really understand what he was going for.
8: And I was going to say also this. I I was about to say this in my last comment, but then I just uh, got ended up somewhere else. But um, if you watch eight hours, don't make a day, which he made a few years earlier, which is his it's a television series. It was actually, um, by the way, it was cut short. It was canceled, even though the studio had already paid for it. Um, it's reason- already
3: really long too but it's, like, really it's, great. it's really it. great it's really yeah, great but you gotta get so good. a
8: different right. frame of mind like it's yeah. slow yeah. it's german it's gonna it's gonna be your world
3: for like a while um Deliberate. but it's, it would be it's prestige quite- television today sorry to keep interrupting yeah for sure it's you. so
8: much more optimistic i mean it was a few years earlier it was so much more optimistic and it shows what i think is probably fassbender's Idea about what you actually should do, like the optimistic, proactive idea, imagination about what the left should do, which would be to organize workers in workplaces, not just to sort of isolate like working class spokespeople and prop them up at little sectarian meetings, which is what you see in Mother Custer's, but to actually like organize unions and strike. And, and Eight Hours Don't Make a Day was supposed to end with a strike scene. Um, And then it was canceled. And interestingly, the reason that it was canceled probably, and this is what Fassbender thought, and it's the timeline matches up perfectly. It was probably canceled because it was was receiving public money or it had received public money, but a law was passed called the anti-radical decree, which was kicking left-wing radicals out of civil service, which is mentioned in the film, by the way, that they can't serve in the government. And the reason that law was passed, and there was a basic crackdown on the left from inside the government, is because of the activities of his friends,
3: the bottom line right, yeah his yeah. actual friends that he was like partying yeah. with and hanging yeah. with yeah
8: his like the people that he knew were like bombing buildings and stuff and it like ruined his like movie which was supposed to say what he thought should actually the left should actually do which would be to organize workers to like, into unions to go on strike. Um, So I think that that kind of ties it up pretty neatly. And and after that, I think he was just disappointed and frustrated. I mean, I I think he didn't really feel like making a movie that actually was didactic about what the next step was. I think he was just kind of lashing out because it was a very frustrating moment in German life. So did they they didn't even finish yet. filming the whole thing. They just they didn't even finish filming it and apparently yeah. that it was going to culminate in like a big beautiful strike scene and it was to I would have been apparently magnificent but it never came it never came into being. Yeah. It's
3: still really really good. I mean, it's, it's great. You moving, can watch
8: but... what exists of it and it's good. And you can tell that it's headed in that direction too. It's like a lot of slow union organizing. I mean, I've never seen anything that shows the mechanics of union organizing. It's like very make a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: it's very deliberate. And Godfrey John, who also is in Mother Custer's is in that as well. Uh, who also you'll has... You'll yeah, I'm gonna say it real quick really... because there's not gonna be other time for me yeah. to say it. Has one of the biggest noses in the business or had RIP, <laughs> RIP to a legend. Um and no, also but... is mostly known for
5: playing the villain in Goldeneye. It's
3: like, dude, he was in a million like great movies, and I was like, Oh, yeah, dude from Goldeneye. I'm like, oh okay.
5: <laughs> no, the the, the movie I, that comes to mind that kind of shows some of the mechanics of organizing the the beginning, at least of a of a union is um we watched Matwan uh like you know a few weeks ago and that's kind of i mean that that's the movie that kind of shows i mean but but like in a very different context you know like in in the context where it's kind of illegal to do and not kind of in a context where because in this movie the unions have failed like you know mother custer like yeah they've completely like she goes in there and they're like well your husband kind of killed the plant manager and like we can't we can't give you any any benefits or like the plant managers i guess technically the plant owner's son which I don't know how that would stop the transaction. Like you think that you know the most the most decrepit capitalist would still be like, well, you know, I have other sons, like please go through with this transaction. Please, I want to sell my company. Please, please just sell my company. I have like six other sons. It's it's fine. But um <laughs> but you know, I, like but but in that in that context though, I think that it's interesting um that legislation that gets passed uh, in, in general here too, like that you know, kind of it feels like a lot of times people praise Germany for kind of being very fast to be like, Hey, Nazi stuff is not cool. We're over that. Like you can't talk about fascism. You can't talk about Nazis. Like you can't do any of that in public, but then there's another side of it. I feel like that, you know, um, at least like when the cold war was going on you, you kind of just, for the first, at least like 10 years of it, kind of just get into the other side of the line, You know what I mean? Like if you really wanted to into the Soviet union, um, before they built the wall, because the wall didn't even get built. I, I don't think until Kennedy was president. Um, that's kind of when the Berlin Wall went up. And um, so it, it's interesting that, like, there is a, a communist state on the other side of it, right? And it's kind of one that's fraying at the edges and getting into this, um, you know, incredibly uh, mechanical and technological war with the U.S., at least Cold War, where they're kind of uh, burning up all their resources really fast. And it's not like, it's not what anybody would really want um (laughs) like you know a flourishing uh communist state to be but like there is one on the other side of that wall and in order to tell people hey don't go on the other side of that wall you know the the capitalism that exists here like that's the best deal you're gonna get don't go on the other side of the wall don't go to the other part of the city where your family might be like you know what i mean like it it might be that like you know because it's kind of a partition in the middle of the fucking city um it kind of has to demonize all left activities to a point where you know like uh even even mother custer she's like she's like oh i thought all communists were poor like you know dirt poor like they didn't have anything like i was told that like these are radicals you stay away from them like so you know the propaganda that must go into that and the legislation that kind of gets passed to you know make sure that that kind of activity doesn't happen anywhere within this new capitalist state uh in the middle of of what was a nation you know what i mean like it's so it's kind yeah, of... and it was
8: within to like piggyback off of that for us. I agree with you, and I think it's within that con- the context of that political repression that the left found itself being more and more marginalized. So like there was in the late '60s a pretty promising youth movement. They had an organization. Um, like the youth wing of the SDS, no relation to the American SDS, but really yeah, that's, similar that's trajectories, actually. That's yeah, really. Reading, yeah, your, reading like, your article and seeing yeah. that,
5: that was, was like, damn. Well, it is really, it is really
8: interesting, because if you know anything about the American SDS, you know that it eventually ended with the weather under, it was like a mass students movement, and uh, on the left, was very powerful and promising in a lot of ways, and then it ended with, you know, sectarian splits, and then eventually the weather underground came out of it and started bombing buildings, and it, literally at the same time in Germany, there was also an organization called sds that uh had the exact same trajectory um but it was within the context of extreme repression that that ended up happening i mean it's not just like that you know for whatever reason the the people with the worst ideas got the mic it's that the entire left was really beaten down during that period by west german capitalists and um right. the capitalists and the capitalist state so essentially this is important to this some important context and this is in the article um uh uh, Springer papers. This was the media empire. Yeah. I mean, there's still, yeah, yeah. still there's still like the Springer media empire still exists today. But all of the West German press was run by this cap- capitalist or uh, you know capitalist enterprise, and it was a capitalist mouthpiece. And the government and the press were in collusion, and it was pretty gridlocked. And they were so anti left that they were publishing articles about Rudy Deutschka, who was the non violent mass leader of the student movement who, you know, he had studied labor studies and he would talk about the long march through the institutions. And he was a really kind of like, he was against, um, you know, like uh, bombing buildings and things like that. He actually thought that you should do marches and protests and eventually, you know, sit-ins and strikes and things like that. Like that was his philosophy. The Springer papers targeted him. And they started putting out papers that said, Stop the terror of the young Reds now, with Rudy Deutschka's face all over it. And this inspired a young anti communist zealot to shoot Rudy, De- Rudy Deutschka in the head three times, thus putting him out of commission. So you can sort of imagine the mentality at that point. Um, of, of the left. I mean, like people felt that there wasn't, that they had tried to do things by the book and that it, they were getting you know slaughtered for it. So they needed to like um, up their game. And you saw Fassbender talking about the, the Bader-Meinhof gang. I don't think he agreed with their tactics. I, for one, certainly don't agree with their tactics. I think it's been demonstrated to be ineffective. Um, you know, in Mother Custer's you can tell that Fassbender also doesn't agree with their tactics, but he thought they were intelligent. He thought that they were his actual friends and he thought that they actually were like smart people that, who had been backed into a corner, and this was how they reacted after having been backed into a corner. Maybe it wasn't the best reaction, but it was understandable from his perspective.
5: And, I mean, another, another I think, uh, factor within kind of this this period, right? There's the same uh, chancellor of West Germany from, um, I just had to look this up while, while we were talking about this because I was thinking about this, from uh, 1949 to uh, 1963, so like, you know, like the same year Kennedy was pretty much assassinated. Um, uh, Adenauer, who like was good friends with uh, you know like Eisenhower, and like was on the was on the like the fascist side of uh, you know the the political spectrum, like for sure. So it, it's these political alignments are 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 kind of fascinating because um, I mean, number one, like we kind of took in a lot of Nazi uh, officials that knew how to kind of build rockets and knew how to kind of fix technology and you know we snuck in a lot of uh, a lot of people that you know probably should have been fucking executed uh after like after world war ii and i mean the soviets kind of did the same thing in some cases but like you know it, this this partition that kind of went up and kind of uh cut german society kind of in half like and the biggest city within Germany and it's interesting this movie takes place in uh in Frankfurt right like it's the biggest city that's not partitioned because it's you know like uh I think the the Berlin society and and they talk about Munich too like you know how there's kind of like the the Munich like oh like there's uh you know there's the communists and there's like you know communists which is very funny uh after after like a, a whole like few days of seeing um Hassan Piker house discourse where people are like (laughs) like, <laughs> like, and like car they're like he bought a $200,000 car or something and it's like oh there's communists and there's you know communists but like it's limousine this communism a, <laughs> but it's kind of like a society that's been traumatized re-traumatized cut in half re-traumatized like it, it's it's kind of fascinating and, and in order to be anti-communist right like um there's kind of the idea that like the, the war that we waged on the Nazis, we kind of wanted to wage on the Soviet Union. Like, that kind of demonizing, right? Like, we just took that same strategy and kind of took it to, like, you know, took it over the to the Soviet Union, which is, you know, I mean, fascism is a capitalist system. Like, it it's right-wing fucking capitalism. And it's it's incredibly, like, incredibly repressive. It's not, like, you know, what we title, like, liberal democracy, but, like, it it still is kind of, you know, they're still using the same economic resources we are. So, like... Within within that within that state, right? Like it, it, we're we're kind of uh, allying with a lot of people that were, you know, within lower probably lower down, but like still within that uh, fascist Nazi apparatus. So that's not really what we had that much of an issue with. <laughs>
8: Can I actually do a little bit more of this? One of the most interesting things to me about the piece that I wrote is this, and this is piggybacking off off of what you said for us, is about the weather underground, which we're all much more familiar with in the United States and the parallels with um, Bader Meinhof, but also there's some key distinctions. So um, the, the Bader Meinhof group was not ever super popular in Germany because when you like, kidnap people and kill them and like bomb buildings and stuff. Most people are like, I don't know. I'm not don't like it that much. However yeah, I'm against it. <laughs> yeah. However, however. They were, building bombs. <laughs> they were much they were much, much, much more violent than the weather underground in the United States. A lot more They shed a lot more blood and for a lot longer and they were still more popular in Germany yeah, than they, they were-, were you know, liked. It, They were better liked, they, they, were, better, liked. they were not well. They were not well liked, but it was very interesting because German liberals really kind of, like American liberals were like, what the fuck is this weather underground bullshit? Like, oh, you guys blew your own selves up in a townhouse in Greenwich Village? Like boo hoo, morons. Like that was the American liberalism's response to weather underground. German liberalism's response to the Bader Meinhof group was a little bit like, I don't know, that seems kind of wrong. But at the same time, you raised some good points. So for example, the Bader Meinhof group would say things like, there are S- former SS officers who are currently running their CEOs of major corporations. And that's literally was true. And was the case. And in fact, they kidnapped one of those guys. And German liberals were kind of like, look, I feel really guilty because either I or my parents did not do enough to stop the rise of fascism. And we're all kind of reckoning with that right now. And so I'm not really going to tell you you're wrong to kidnap a former SS officer who's a major CEO. I I don't, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Like it was kind of confusing for people at the time. And so, yeah, so people, so they were able to like, I don't know, in some ways they were able to like, Gain a much larger profile in part because they were tapping into that bizarre ambivalence after World War II in Germany. Whereas in the United States, there's no ambivalence after World War II. In fact, there's no room for nuance at all. America, good, fascism, bad. America equals the opposite of fascism. Actually, capitalism is the opposite of fascism. Fascism's bad, and capitalism's good. And it's just like all very cut and dry, black and white. Um, and the Weather Underground makes no sense to people. This anti-imperialism yeah. stuff makes no sense. Um, and, but and that. But I- I mean,
5: I think a big part of it is that the war wasn't on our soil, right? Like, it's not mm-hmm. like – I mean, we had – we still talk about the fact that, you know, uh, planes came and, 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 you know, bombed some ships at Pearl Harbor. Like, we still talk about that, like, you know, like uh, almost a century later. And we're like, Pearl Harbor, like, wasn't that fucked up? Like, both, you know, both World War One and World War II were fought on, you know, within that range of Germany. like Ger- Like, mm-hmm. Berlin was getting bombed every fucking day. By both the Americans and the British, like, and that's like their biggest city. That's like their hub. You know what I mean? Like, just the the constant bombardments, the constant. I mean, also knowing that there's uh, concentration camps within your society itself. You know, I mean, um, which apparently we don't care about when it's you know, you know, immigrants that are getting put into concentration camps. We kind of also have a similar apparatus happening o- o- right o- o- now. Only but- as
3: a cudgel for uh, for political expediency to get a moderate in. Then it's yeah. all about well, kids We, cages we, we and care when nobody cares me. a second yeah. afterward. Yeah, no, you're but no, scary, that was. But remember, you're just that, my that was with this.
4: <laughs> but
3: but I'm specifically talking about something for us where where like they talked about why you know why you can't vote for Sanders. Well, there's kids in cages, so we can't afford to take the chance. Literally, that was it. We I don't know if I heard that everywhere. That was all over Wisconsin. Like, and I was like, cool. That better be the first thing that happens then. And I knew it wasn't.
8: No, but it's changed. There's, they're not kids anymore. They're, they're minors, and they're not right. in cages. They're in protective custody. So it's yeah, fine. No, you know yeah. It's right? now, now, it's not, now we're using weasel right.
5: language. It's okay. Yeah, it, yeah. It's still violating uh, the it's uh, a, a, a forest. It's not ICE now. It's uh, you know, it's HHS. So it's a little <laughs> bit of a different agency, and the, the, the same. <laughs> and it's in, in rainbow letters. Cages, yeah, but they're uh, they're therapeutic, rehabilitative cages. You know what I mean? Or tents.
8: <laughs> <You know, like, laughs> <laughs> to circle us Just, back, this is a shocking figure that apparently at 1.10% of German society was was uh, answered a survey saying that they would be willing to host Bader meinhof members in their home if they were running from the oh, law. Wow. 10%, that's wow. really high. Considering that they were kidnapping and murdering people. And then later, yeah. mm-hmm. as, you, as you, if you continue reading the article, you know how this saga ends. Um, uh, hijacking, the, well, their friends in the Palestinian Liberation Front hijacked some planes They kidnapped a guy and then their friends hijacked, their Palestinian friends hijacked some planes and flew it all over the Mediterranean and ended up in Mogadishu. And then they from Mogadishu they were like, if you don't release the Bader meinhof people who are in prison, we're gonna kill all the people on this plane. And then the German uh, law got involved and they actually um, killed all the hijackers and liberated everybody on the plane. But then the Bader meinhof people were either suicided or killed in prison and Fassbender believed that they were murdered. In prison, and that was—that's the end of the whole saga. Um, yeah, they were Epstein. They were Epstein. That's the end of that saga. <laughs> uh,
3: there, there's a, there's a. Uh, it's a. I think it's it's actually on Amazon Prime. But I just looked it up. Uh, called Hunters where uh mm-hmm. there's Al Pacino and, and, and a bunch of folks they basically are secretly hunting nazis and it's 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 heavily implied that it's a like a there's a through line to it uh, through them over mm-hmm. to that but it's like it's happening in america of course it's like int- intrigue espionage, in action it's a good show i actually quite enjoyed it because who doesn't love seeing nazis getting hunted right with, with al pacino <laughs> you know like, with al pacino yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> as a jew he's a jew yeah. to be clear in this <laughs> yeah
6: i mean but the thing is it's wow. entertaining it's so. good
5: it, it's, so it's, it's many, a good show it's how very many wild. seasons John of that show any, are there any ethnicity you know what i mean the, they're making
1: he's like sean connery
3: yeah they, they're making a, they're making a second season but the first the first oh, season okay. has got a has got a, uh, a similar scenario to what megan was talking about where you just have like this like titan of industry kind of thing. anyway it, it's so this it is starts relatively off, new it came out like uh 2020 i think so like okay. it's the kind of thing that like you'll know from the first 15 minutes if it's your thing or not but it's very much my thing but <laughs> well, it that's, just reminds me of that because the they, they, they that. referenced yeah. it they, they it's referenced a good point. raf
8: <laughs> yeah it's a good point because like that's what i'm trying to say is that the raf wasn't super popular they certainly weren't popular enough to be successful as fosbender right. pointed out in mother Coasters, mm-hmm. but they were weirdly more popular than you'd think because denazification was really incomplete actually yes um there were actually former ss officers just milling around being incredibly rich
5: just,
3: just doing a business you know um, there's and, like a, and I a very to, easy there's
5: on. a very easy uh fascist to you know neoliberal capitalist pipeline like it, it's yeah. you can okay. kind of just you just kind of you know leisurely walk through the uh the door
8: was open apparently <laughs> i mean like apparently it was relatively common um for among other reasons that fascists had like certain skills that CEOs should also have in terms of like, you know, or organization and management of firms. Like that is like, there's there's some parallels and it was um, apparently it was like a desirable trait to some extent, even though it wasn't spoken about. But That's I wanted to Starbucks. also point out Germany and Autumn, <laughs> the Starbucks, I got, I got you though. <laughs> um, Germany and Autumn though I, I wanted to like at least turn our attention to that because we've talked about like what he made before Mother Custer's mm. and how it was so much yeah. more optimistic but what he made after Mother Custer's in terms of his political films he made like a million films but his political films um, Germany and Autumn and the third generation are even more depressed than Mother yeah. we when we watch Mother Custer's we're watching him at a time where he's not really that optimistic about the left but he's optimistic enough to try to like throttle people to get them to like think about things and by the time he makes Germany and Autumn and the third generation he's just like isn't it sad how we had hope and then it was beaten out of us and we lost um here's a movie about that I mean Germany and Autumn is 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 like a omnibus project from a lot of German filmmakers after the RAF uh at the bottom Meinhof people are murdered slash suicided in prison um this movie was made that was like a ruminations on that. It was an omnibus project and Fosbitter's contribution is him doing drugs, crying. And he cast his mother who neglected him as like his real mother in this film. And he just berates her about she wants how she wants this into admitting that she wants the strong hand of a Fuhrer. It's a bizarre, incoherent, and very unpleasant film. And then uh, but it's his reaction. I mean, he's he's very despairing at what has happened. Also, like he knew he knew them, like they they were his friends from Munich and they were just killed in prison. And then the third generation, which he made a few years later, has a very interesting plot, which is that a a capitalist who sells computers is upset because terrorism is down. Um, and so, because and because of that, the police are not buying his product, which is computers to surveil and catch the terrorists. And so the capitalist decides that he's gonna plant, he's gonna infiltrate a, a, a nihilistic little group of like drug addicted, like leftist hipsters, and try to convince them to do terrorism acts so that the police will buy more computers to surveil them. Okay, oh, hey, the we did that. He we, 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 away we, few,
5: we we no we literally did that a few decades later with pretty much after after uh fucking you know. After nine eleven happens, every pretty much every foiled mm-hmm. terrorist plot after that was like, no, this was like this was entrapment. This was like FBI. It's kind of crazy that he called yeah. it in
8: like seventy eight, but he like yeah. saw that on the horizon. I mean, it was supposed to be a satire, but it also ended up being literally what happened, um, as you said, Forrest. And it, I wouldn't even recommend watching the third generation because I think it's, it's very too depressing. To watch.
3: I start. I started depressing. it. and I was like, nope, I'm out. Forget no, it. I, I, <laughs> it's,
8: it's it's clearly a man a man who's falling apart. I mean, he didn't live that much longer, to be honest, and he was very. He was very sad. And like, one thing that really kind of got me about third generation is that there's all this non-diegetic or it's all, no, sorry. There's all this diegetic sound in the background, like televisions playing in the background. It's, it's actually kind of hard to listen to. And at one point you can hear Rudy Deutschka speeches playing either on a television or a radio in the background while these like, totally great like brain dead like leftist nihilist drug addicted hipsters are getting tricked into acts of terrorism by capitalists and it's almost like you can see showing you like what you've lost and what you've earned in a way it's actually very sad
5: um wow well sounds like so yeah. Cocaine <laughs> uh, but, but the thing is like, all right, so there are, <laughs> the, the, thing, <laughs> How do you do the thing is, the thing is, uh, you know, there are, uh, friends of his getting like murder suicided in prison, but I, I did want to call attention to, um, so I watched through both that interview that he gave and, um, the, uh, the, the documentary that, um, uh, the i forget her i forget her name in the movie but um the the uh the daughter in law that's kind helene. of you know helene yeah so Helene's the, the actress that played her is still alive or was still alive and um and no she, i think she is still alive and
7: <laughs> she's she lived after
5: <laughs> no like so the actress that, that played her is still alive and, and was uh fastbinder's longtime girlfriend and they lived together yeah. on and off and Throughout throughout the making of, of a lot of his films, friends of his are also literally like like just for very small reasons. So I think everyone's kind of drug addled. It's kind of very fucked up. Like one of the actors, uh, the one that played Ernst, like the the son, committed suicide because he wasn't invited to Fastbinder's thirty uh, third birthday party, and he killed himself because he wasn't invited to a birthday party. I'm so sorry, this is what? <laughs> No, yeah. that's actually and, real. Yeah, yeah. Although
3: it's implied. There's probably more reason than that, but yeah. Okay.
5: Well, wow. he had a really he had some really good birthday parties. But this is uh this is uh Erm Erm Herman who's her uh um, th- that lived with Fastbinder at the time, um, talking about her suicide attempt because of something Fastbinder did. Um and then I can and I also have a clip about the other the, the guy that committed suicide because not he wasn't invited to a, his third, third birthday party. But this is this is a this kind of shows you how um uh you know how much death and how much uh you know depression and Kind of um, like the mental, like the fragile mental state, I guess. Uh, you know how how tenuous it was with everybody, kind of in his circle.
3: Is that Ermgard Herman, By the way, is her name?
7: Irmgard, great name.
3: Ah, und gehe ich.
2: Mach was <laughs> du willst. Ich hau jetzt ab. Ich gehe und das war für mich so ein Schock, weil ich das für bare Münze gehalten habe. Es war für mich so ein großer Schock, dass ich äh, aus einem früheren persönlichen Grund heraus hatte ich 50 Schlaftabletten gebunkert und die habe ich alle geschluckt ja und und habe auf einem ich hatte einen großen weißen Tisch viereckig so aus einer Äh, Platte, Plastikplatte, habe ich mit Lippenstift draufgeschrieben. Ich habe ihn so geliebt, ja, mit Lippenstift. Ich habe ihn so geliebt und dann äh, habe ich diese Tabletten geschluckt und bin wirklich ins Koma gefallen. Und ich weiß nicht, er muss wohl einen Schlüssel gehabt haben, noch von der Wohnung, von, von diesem kleinen Apartment. Das war ja nur 18 Quadratmeter groß, war ja winzig. Und er ist wohl am nächsten Tag gekommen, Und äh, da hat man mich unheimlich äh, verhauen, ja, damit ich aufwache, <lacht> weil ich habe das noch Wochen gespürt, weil ich solche Stellungen hatte da hier. Und aber ich bin nicht aufgewacht, weil ich einfach schon fast tot war. Und wie ich dann ins Krankenhaus gekommen bin, das weiß ich natürlich alles nicht. Da haben die mir den Magen ausgepumpt und er kam dann am nächsten Tag und dann bin ich wieder nach Hause damn
8: i actually don't think that those are the only those are the only two fassbender induced suicides or suicide attempts i actually think he left a trail of such things for a variety of reasons one the milieu that they were in and the amount of drugs and depression in general two um, fassbender special his special qualities which were made him incredibly talented and very unique were i think tied to some very Bad qualities. I think he had a tendency to be verbally abusive to people. I think he was very, um, like, he was a very seductive person in a lot of ways. Um, but he was um, had a horrible temper and um, was just like kind of always like manic or hypomanic. So he was always mm. either like showering people with like love and praise or like telling them that they'd greatly. They call it. that uh, they call that
5: love bombing. <laughs> it's called love
8: way. bombing. It's, in a way, <laughs> West Elm Caleb is our modern day. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, you know, like I, I tried in the article to simply evoke the possibility that such aspects of his personality were part of the story without focusing on them too much because I wanted to talk about Fossbinder and politics, which I've never seen anybody do really, actually, to the extent that I did in the article. I thought maybe we should-
3: That's one of the reasons that. I was so psyched to see it. I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. Yeah, because I was I, had a, like...
8: I was surprised it didn't exist. I mean, like, I honestly thought that it would have existed, especially after I watched Eight Hours Don't Make a Day. I was like, well, surely someone's yeah. like written the treatise on this. No, apparently not because in part, because people are actually quite, quite fascinated by, Fastbinder's personality and his personal relations with people, and you know what? There's a lot out there that you can read on that, and it's all very complicated. And it won't necessarily make you like him a lot more, but I recommend if you're interested in it, going and, and looking it up.
5: Well, you know what? Fast Binder doesn't owe you anything. That's what I say. When <laughs>
8: <He's> not <laughs> here to educate you.
5: But but like I don't know. I think I think creative <laughs> creative personality is kind of always tied to these self destructive qualities, right? Like it's and and it kind of plays into the same thing this movie does with, you know, that like scream of primal rage and like the, you know, his, his Herman character, which is interesting that his girlfriend at the time had the last name Herman, like spelled the same way that the, the father's that, that, you know, killed himself in the movie was her name was spelled. But, um, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of fascinating that, um, you know, he kind of has this one big action and it leaves him as a martyr and kind of leaves his death up in the air so that everybody, within you know the story can kind of exploit it the way, the way they want to and it, it seems like um and I don't think I I didn't well I didn't touch on this when we watched it I guess but the uh, the clip where he's talking about his family life um it kind of sounds a lot like the story that uh Karina was telling um when she's sitting down with the yeah. with the journalist and she's mm-hmm. like well I didn't really feel supportive supported by my family and we were very poor and it doesn't seem like I had that connection and I didn't really have a childhood like it, it's kind of the same lines and it's interesting that he mm-hmm. kind of seems like he identifies with that character um you know and and when when you watch that 41 minute uh interview there's another clip where he, or another moment where he's talking about how kind of in a lot of his movies um he gets asked about. It. I think the guy that's interviewing is French, so it's interesting that the culture clash, I guess, between like a French person being like, "Well, love for you is is this not like uh you know love for you is almost like the power struggle and like going into this." And he's like, "Well, you know whoever whoever loves harder, whoever feels harder for everybody else in their life is kind of the the victim. Like whoever loves harder is kind of the one that loses in that struggle, right? Like it's it's a very German way of looking at love, and it's a French guy kind of being like." Well, you know, all of us feels like this towards everybody, you know, but, (laughs) but, but but the, the mother Custer character like, you know, uh, she, she kind of throughout this whole movie, um, she is the one that loves the hardest. She loves her family. She wants that connection and she kind of finds, uh, you know, communism. It doesn't really care that she's being exploited because she kind of feels like she has that connection, like that solidarity and in a movement, right. That's thriving in a movement where people are actually kind of empathetic towards each other in a movement where people kind of um, are going through the same class struggle together, that is something that binds people together forever. Like there's the individual perspective of it, which brings people into it. And then on, on a macro scale, like we're kind of all going through this now, it doesn't really work in this because they've been so kind of professionalized that it's like, you know, some like heir like, heir- like heiress like of heir- like, heir- like a fortune or something sitting there in like a fucking mansion being like, you might be explaining this one a little too much, but you know, whatever, like, (laughs) but that, that kind of is the thing that binds everybody together. Like the the suffering, the mutual suffering, right? Like the mutual exploitation and oppression is what's supposed to bind an entire left movement together. So I I don't know. So it's that, that struggle, right. Where you kind of lose out by, by caring more by, you know, it's, it is that it is a similar kind of primal rage that like, he can't really feel that because German society has been so like, that's been so beaten out by so many uh, like being traumatized and re traumatized and traumatized and re traumatized, which is the kind of the, the history of German society when it's not people in power, like when it's kind of just, you know, everyday people, like, well, and the you more know, you care, the Britain. more
3: easily you're exploited too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's fast whole whole deal. I, can can I just say, I, I don't think it's going to be an chance to interject it. First of all, like I had to be reminded that her first name was Emma because she's so just like turned into this prop figure that it's like people don't even refer to it as anything other than Mother Custards, which is which is intentional. And um, I, I, I also the title uh, is in is a, a play off of that other movie, uh, Mother mm-hmm. Krauss. Right. That, that like was a big like the hippies liked it. It was very optimistic and whatever. And that goes back to what we said, like really early on about how the direct translation, it's actually kind of a kind of a a diss almost slash homage to that movie that's very optimistic and the the flower children love that's basically like no uh yeah And, and the direct translation that we are used to is goes to heaven but trip to heaven is, is is what it actually is and that actually has a closer uh, corollary in the german language but i think it's interesting that like you only think of mother Custer as, as like an emotional weather vein to a certain degree she has tragedy done to her she's she's uh, utilized in such a way and exploited in such a way but she finds value within it and it's the one thing i can say i like better about the american ending is you get like a little bit of humanity as everyone sort of gradually abandons her and she's like, well, I'm here for the cause, guys. Like, and then she's you can kind of request
5: finally, see the finally here for the cause. Finally, yeah. like, finally, like, yo, I'm totally done with the cause. Everyone's just kind of like, oh, man. Yes, I got a thing with the like, stuff. Uh, yeah. an you should say, in, you.
8: Case, in case people are watching who haven't seen it, there are two endings. There's the German ending in which Mother Custers is killed in a hail of bullets. Right. Because the anarchist tricked her into doing a dumb direct action that wasn't going to ever, like, solve anything and holding up, you know, holding up some journalists at gunpoint and she dies. And then uh, people... It was Wait, Megan, I have, a, I, have a, I
5: have a I have a question. Yeah. Did they ever film that that because the criterion version spoiler
3: it, for a 47
5: year old movie, by the way. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> No, but, no but, do, do you know if they were because fil- the criterion version of that they have both endings? It just says, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just written out, yeah, it yeah. just
8: has the shots listed out. Yeah,
4: Gucci died on the way, way back to his home. Forest. Planet, you know?
8: <laughs> no, like, I think it was yeah. filmed. Yeah, I think, I think, I think it was filmed. I think uh, all of, there were just two separate movies that you could see. And in fact, there was a New York Times film reviewer who was like, I heard that this movie. Ended uh, with Mother Christmas dying. Um, I didn't see that, and I actually thought the movie was quite delightful because the American ending ends with her. The anarchists the- are like, "I'm bored, I'm leaving," and then she's like, "But I'm still here, and I'm going to continue staging my sit-in by myself." And then a like night watchman, like a custodian, comes by, and she like finds love and walks out <laughs> into the night. Like,
5: yeah, but it's like like in a, in a five minute period, yeah.
8: Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome to be it's like, like a, like, a, okay, super, a super American
5: a, ending. Like, it but, but really also a response
8: kind of response to being the the controversy that happened in Germany. Everyone was like, didn't understand what he was saying, and it was like really painful for him. Apparently, because everything was very painful for him, and I think that's why he filmed the American ending was because it was almost like a, oh, you guys want sunshine and rainbows? Is that what you want? Like, here, have yeah. it. Like, as almost sarcastic, you know? Yeah, how the alienation H- come
5: H- off? it doesn't come off to me as sunshine and rainbows whatsoever. Like it comes off to me, like you're at, you're at a point where things have been so uh, you know, the, 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 the the, the possibilities have been so stripped away that everyone's just kind of like, Yo, we could just walk past you know we could just walk past her. Like what is she gonna do? Is she gonna get out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah, no. she's gonna body
3: block us. Come on. Yeah.
5: yeah We're like, not the ones who have just, to lock up. <laughs>
8: <Do you laughs> you the that's true? There's no her. there's no political happy ending in either. There's no political happy ending in either version of the movie. It's just that in one she dies and it's very grim. Mm-hmm. And, and in and the other what, she lives happily ever it, after, just not politically. Yeah, the political
3: movement fizzles out, but she potentially has a, a has a happy ending, which is one of the only emotional uh, rewards that she actually gets, other than the temporary catharsis of being involved with something greater than herself.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. Which, but it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't vibe with the rest of the movie either. Like, oh no, know, it's it's really it's there. like it's bizarre. Like it it, 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 it it's it's off putting almost. But it's, I, it's I like think it moralizing. Put- yeah. No, go ahead,
6: Annie. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, no, I mean, it just seems like we keep speaking at the same time. Anyways, no, I just was going to say, it, it feels like it, it kind of plays up the the satire of the, of the uh, earlier parts a bit more. Like, like, like um, that's where it is at, where as opposed to being a uh, much dark... I mean, the whole tone of the movie's dark uh, from the get-go, because, I mean, it's subject's about, you know, her husband losing it at work and murdering his boss and then killing himself. And, and like, that's not light fare. And if the movie ends with, the, you know... Um, her Oh, you like blood of-
3: sausage? Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. love okay. blood sausage. Blood verse. So, yeah. Like a conversation
6: <laughs> with uh with uh Jean. Jean
8: <laughs> Well, I I <laughs> so funny. before we before we sign off cuz I assume we're doing that soon and I know I've got to go, but I do want to say one thing about how um about just like a touching a touching detail that is also maybe um interesting for us to consider in terms of Fassbinder's political evolution, which is that when he was, when he died, he died at I think at the age of 38 from a multi, a poly substance overdose.
4: Um,
8: And, and I don't know if anybody even knew that he was working on it, but around his body apparently were found notes for a film that he wanted to make. And the film was going to be called Mm -hmm. Rosa L. And it was going to be about the life of Rosa Luxemburg. And I really wonder what that would have been like, considering how politically depressed he was. It almost makes me wonder if there's a I don't know. It could have been the grimmest. It could have been it could have yeah. been like, you know, the it could have been like the third generation on like steroids. Like here was the actual revolution <laughs> and shit wasn't even our shit wasn't even real. Like that's the thing, is like theirs was real and it all ended back then and like ours was just an echo of it. Maybe it would have been that depressing. Or or I don't know. Maybe he was He's feeling that, like, a little. Maybe he was. Maybe he was having a little. A little like um, eight hours don't make a day kind of feeling coming back, where he wanted to like look at the kind of socialist fundamentals and people who might actually be considered, you know, heroes of the socialist left. I have no idea. We don't know because um, it never got made, and I haven't read the notes, and I don't know how you would go about doing that. So we don't. We don't know. But I think that's, that's well.
5: It 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 yeah. kind of feels like the. Uh, like not not to i guess take the depressing side of it but it kind of feels like that split and then megan i'll let you go after this you know I don't, but like this this last comment i guess it kind of really that split where you know the anarchist guy kind of shows up creeping in, in there and uh you know the uh the bourgeois the bourgeois communists uh you know communists that are, are walking with her um it feels like when that when that split happens and they're like oh well those are like anarchists like you don't really you don't want to associate with those anarchists like we've tried like we've reached out to them they were like hey we still want to bomb a building like whatever whatever and uh you know so it it feels like that kind of is the same split like that's and and it's it's interesting that they're not social democrats in this right because the social democratic party still does very much exist in germany they're the communist party which was rosa Luxemburg's split from the social democrats but like it it kind of feels like that is the split that they're talking about right like the, the more like hey you can't reform you can't like use electoral politics to get out of uh you know marxist revolution like you still have to do the revolution and then you have kind of the uh you know the i guess they literally did call them like the fat cats in the uh in, in the i learned that from listening to daniel Bessner talk about it but um in in the social democratic party like that we're sitting there you know uh kind of voting for war and and kind of building up the what would become eventually like the nazi party like building that up like uh sitting there like trying to like kind of reform their way because it's like the, the famous reform revolution question um so yeah, so like, uh, it's, uh, I don't know. So it, it's interesting that it feels like those anarchists are kind of the Rosa Luxemburg characters in this movie hmm. and hmm. the uh, rich Hassan Piker hmm. type uh, communists are the social Democrats, <laughs> so. That
8: was but the uh, funniest line in the movie yeah. though, when when they were like, Mother Custer's, that's what we call an anarchist. They're not our friends. We don't talk to them. They're our yeah. enemies, <laughs> like issue. They're like explaining to so On
5: Wednesdays, we wear pink. And they, they don't wear pink, they wear black. So like they're not even like they're not even like part of our crew. <laughs> she was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but uh but but Megan, thanks so much for being on. Um Thank you guys. You know, it was I great more... to have
8: it was great. Thank you for having me and thank you for reading the article. And anybody else who's been watching, yeah. I hope you'll go take a look at it. Um nobody, you know, asked for six thousand words on Fosbender and um Terrace. <laughs>
5: Wait, I just and didn't, didn't just hit you up and go, yeah. hey, you Truly, know,
8: no, I talked no, about,
5: no, I talked yeah. about the, so the, the I talked about Finland Station, I talked about, you know, <laughs> I really, I need this, I need this, I need this.
8: You know. I basically <laughs> said I need this and allowances were made for me. So <laughs> <laughs> it's,
5: it's a legit piece and you're a great
3: writer and it's been an honor having you Thanks
8: on so Thanks so much for great having me. Great to meet me, you. you. Yeah, great to meet you. I'll catch yes. you guys later. Have a good night.
3: Bye-bye. Erica, you had something you wanted to. I make. actually had a
6: question oh, wow. for Erica.
3: I'm all oh. ears.
6: Yeah, no. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting that that uh, one of the main characters, um, the the uh, the daughter there, was a musician. And I just figured since we got a woman musician on the on the stream,
5: um, oh, I was gonna say, "What am I fucking chop liver over here?" Well,
3: yeah, but like you know,
5: you, you guys have heard you, I've been playing triangle. I've been playing the uh, the old triangle. Um, Wait, I'm not the. like, there was a certain that. type of exploitativeness
6: to to the way her performance was that we got to see, and uh, I was just wondering, like you know, how that translated to 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 you, your thoughts about that, and um, uh, Conan, if you got any more thoughts to add to it, or if you wanted to. You know, uh, build on that.
5: I'd love to hear Probably that. I think that's a big enough question. I think you need to add something.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I do
7: have thoughts about that, actually. And I kind of was wondering at one point about the the club that Karina was working in originally in the film. Because it, it almost, the upon my second viewing, which I didn't get through the whole thing the second time, but when I was watching it the second time, I was wondering, like, is this a gentleman's club that she's singing at? Like, I couldn't quite yeah, tell if it was a like yeah.
5: So, yeah. that, the even that one kind felt of like seems... thing. The first one felt like it was a, a strip club, kind of, right? Like, a, like a you know, yeah, and then the second one felt like she was performing at an open mic that also, like, like, anyone could really perform here. Like, it doesn't like, we have drag queens, like, you know.
7: <laughs> and there's, yeah, and there's the guy in the ballet outfit, like, doing like heartfelt ballet moves behind it when he's, he's saying that. Right, he's like, yeah, yeah. It's a but, wild
3: scene, right?
7: Yeah. Yeah, so I I mean, and but then she says at one point, like, I'm sure you've heard of my album to somebody who I can't remember who she says that to. Um, And I think... Well, she, she mentions
6: it several times too.
7: She does, But the, yeah. the idea is well, every, everyone tries to marginalize
5: her. Christ, she has the album. She won't talk. <laughs> but
7: then if she's working at a, a gentleman's club, for lack of a better term for it, as far as yeah. like, you know, the details they gave us, like... The, if she's got this album that's out that's so popular and everybody knows why is she working at that but then because then I also wonder well if she's on tour right now and like if that wasn't the case then it which may have been a lie she might have been lying to her mom about that who knows but uh, then she goes back to is it Frankfurt and and picks up that gig with the weird guy at the <laughs> yeah, club which or says that front, that proto-Lynchian
5: club Yeah, that yeah. They're, they're in Frankfurt the think... entire uh mother mother custer's in frankfurt right she's in munich originally and her her uh creepy the guy that i guess is banging her apparently that like has her working at that strip club that doesn't respect her art the way that it should be respected um (laughs) you know that guy uh it seems like that kind of does it does seem like a fucking strip club like it seems like that's kind of what she's doing for a living and she's like this is my art and he's like yeah art mm-hmm. yeah 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 yeah. well and sure, that's
3: whatever. that's why i assume everyone is kind of marginalizing her because they assume that like where she's performing is like oh well yeah i'm sure you're really singing over there yeah uh, right like, like that's how i lose or, or something yeah right. well
6: definitely
7: uh women not only in the music industry but pretty much any industry that exists um yeah get un- underestimated like their talents are undermined underestimated um Exploited, um but so she I also think-
5: she also seems to be the character that realizes that she can commodify her own situation, right? Like she's the character that realizes yeah. that, like, hey, I can kind of become a, I could become the daughter of the murderer celebrity, like, and I have yeah. my hit single. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Of, that kind of that of becomes sad, like the book. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a sad <laughs> way to
7: to have to run your career to like capitalize off your father's murder suicide.
5: But that <laughs> but-, but that is celebrity in the way that it exists still. I mean, more so yeah. now. Like reality TV. Like you're kind of like you know what I mean. Like oh, you're like your dad murders someone. You can have kind of a reality TV show, and 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 capitalize off of that. And she seems to be mm-hmm. the one character that realizes like that you kind of can capitalize off that. The her brother wants to be obviously like a butcher, which uh yeah,
7: he's what her dad dead. did too.
5: You know what I mean? Like, hey, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, but, no but, so, but like her her. You know, so but it seems like she's the one that realizes, like, hey, I already kind of am a celebrity. They they have the scene, and it, it's a beautifully shot scene where the press is just like vulture, like hanging out like vultures around a dumpster, and they're kind of like as they're kind of going through this funeral, and she kind of poses for the well, like you she's know, totally well, posing, well, yeah. Well, well, Emma well, Custa. and then she ends up sleeping uh, and like kind of living with the guy that wrote the fucking hit piece about her dad, and she's like, you know what, That's like a John character, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I couldn't so, really so tell were, how the big nose character,
3: yeah. The, the guy, the, the guy who has the biggest nose that managed to also be a minor league sex symbol at his, at his age at the time because that guy's like I, that's up there with Jimmy Durante. Sorry, not to be
5: like,
6: <laughs> <laughs> like, surface you know, level charisma. I mean, let's let's be yeah. fair. Oh, no, he's,
3: he's a great actor. Everything
6: no, I've seen, cha that to I,
5: cha-cha, I love. you know, that's what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, real,
3: real talk, that's a big schnoz, man. That's all I'm saying. I, it's hard to
7: tell how cool she is with the whole thing even though she is sort of making the decision but it almost I'm, i don't can't tell if she's like enjoying it or not
5: i she does not enjoy it it's just it she's been you know she just realizes like reality is that she can kind of you know market her single off that they might pay her mm-hmm. a little bit more on spotify she's going yeah. joe rogan i don't know ah! something like that <laughs> <But> Well, <with> germans <laughs> i feel
7: like it's hard to tell sometimes because they can be so stoic yeah what do you think in in my, fucking, think my so upbringing
5: far? was like you know yeah. well, like, well, I'm, I'm, fast. Fast.
7: I'm new england protestant so you know yeah i get it of the,
5: <laughs> and that's why so many of like the the wasp uh the wasp business owners joined the america first thing and kind of were like no like you know we we, we could do business with the nazis like that was the that was the collective oh. of people that were like the nazis you know, like we don't like the whole you know killing Jews thing. But most people don't know about that. Like we could keep doing business. We could do business with everybody, and that was like the you know <laughs> it's it's fucking insane that like Trump brought back the uh, America First motto. Like right, like that's the slow like that was the slogan of 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 people, uh like like fucking John Foster Dulles who kind of were um these incredibly like puritanical uh Protestant Anglo people who were like living within our society being like no like. Like they believe in free markets and so do we. So, like, you know, whatever happens over there, like that's not really us. So, like, we could just keep trading with them. We don't mean like we don't have to we're over here.
7: Right.
5: They're over there. We don't
7: agree with your politics, but we'll take your money. Oh, no, the they they, the they, they
5: also kind of agree with the politics, but they oh, didn't the maybe, the maybe not maybe yeah. not the you know. I am th- <laughs> saying yeah, I think in, right in their minds. Yeah,
3: a, we get it. Yeah.
6: Okay. What's up, baby? <laughs> no, I was just gonna say on the center floor, you had Harry Truman sitting there going, um, you know, uh, whoever's winning the war—if it's the Nazis or the uh, or, or Russia—we're gonna we're gonna come on the side of the loser, Um and that that was that was kind of the attitude that America had at the time.
5: Well, you know, was perpetual it- loser, Harry Truman—that's kind of what. Where
3: I was gonna go with that was make a Tom <laughs> Petty reference, say even the losers get lucky sometimes. <laughs> Uh, I also want to point out uh, Karina, the actress by Karina Ingrid Kavan, as well as Frau Talman, uh Margit Carstensen, also are in World and Wire as they are in uh, many of Fast Finish movies. Because he That's right, he, we'll do
5: World and Wire he, soon. Jeez, no. yeah.
3: <laughs> but he he utilizes he utilizes uh, much like um, you know a lot of directors. He utilizes the same crew of, of people that are like around him. But mm-hmm. um, characters are very different. Let's put it that way.
5: They started uh, um, they started getting a little thin when they started you know killing themselves because of whatever fast. Best minor did to him, but be, be, because of the surprise birthday party, yeah, exactly. Well, do you think that anyone I,
7: has watched I'll, this I'll on Letterboxd? I'm gonna play that
5: clip quickly. I mean, before oh, we okay. do, I want to do Letterboxd online. No, wait, no, that was a good no, segue. That. that was good. That was, that was a noble attempt,
3: Erica, to move this, right. move this along. <laughs> Appreciate you.
7: I'm all ears. Thanks. <laughs> I'm all ears for this clip, though.
3: All right. It's coming. It's coming.
0: There we are. suchte häufig seine Liebhaber in Milieus, die fern waren vom Film- oder Theaterbetrieb und wollte sie dennoch zu Hollywood Stars machen, weil er meinte, jeder Mensch sei ein Star. Da er seine Filme rund um die Uhr drehte, konnte er seine Liebhaber nur sehen, wenn sie in den Filmen mitspielten. Dies galt für Günther Kaufmann, der eigentlich Türsteher und Rausschmeißer in einem Nachtclub war. El Ben Salem war er in einer schwulen Sauna in Paris begegnet und Armin Meyer war Kellner in Fassbinders zweitem Zuhause der Deutschen Eiche in München. Die bekamen schnell große Rollen in seinen Filmen, aber konnten sich letztlich nicht im Filmmilieu anpassen. El-Hedi Ben-Salem kam in einem französischen Gefängnis um und Armin Meyer beging Selbstmord, weil er zu Fassbinders 33. Geburtstag nicht eingeladen war. Ich bilde mir nicht ein, dass das... äh
1: was Tolles ist, was ich an zweier Beziehungen habe, sondern ich, äh ich meine, schlimm genug, dass ich es habe, das ist richtig, ja, das kann ich nicht abstreiten Ich kann auch nicht anders als in zweierbeziehungen leben. Ich meine, ich habe ja meine Beziehungen zu Menschen schon schon sehr intensiv und exzessiv
3: würde ich sagen. Dreihundertdreißig hm. Geburtstag. He's definitely not.
5: He's definitely not doing well by that. By the <laughs> no. He was but
3: he's feeling very chill. That's for sure
5: um but but yeah um you know i, I want to jump into the letterbox one-liners and uh you know because there's some funny ones and, and and things are these are, things are good with that but uh you know I, I the decline kind of between those two uh clips like the the clips made earlier where it's kind yeah. of him talking because the the first the first interview the one that signed criterion is within uh, a couple years of of mother custer's and it's like when he's kind of accused of anti semitism. anti-semitism and runs off to france uh for a little bit and it seems like this this documentary that was filmed by his friend who uh megan quotes extensively in that piece um yeah like he he kind of took all these interviews that he did with him at the very end of his life and it seems like maybe his uh death was accidental people are like oh well he was always like on a bunch of barbiturates so like i don't know like maybe he just took too many that day like you know what i mean like
3: yeah
5: but uh you know Cue it up, Conan. We got these Letterbox One liners. We that, That's right. We
3: got the. We, so, uh, hey, ready. everybody.
5: This is this is the signature bit
3: of that I do. That is uh, called Letterbox One liners. Letterboxed is a place for film. The only social media uh, network that is worth being on, if you ask me. Bottom up democracy. Everyone gets to have their say. The Siskels, the Eberts, the other ones that are alive. Uh, it's not about them. It's about what the proletariat says. Everyone gets to gets to gets to drop
5: something just funny, like, something. Like- I would say, just like, you know, you have to bring the, the proletariat to the, the reviewer factory. <laughs> something
3: funny, something oblique, maybe a good conversation starter, maybe something baffling, who knows? But I always crawl all the reviews for the episodes that we have on uh to pick some of the very best and for us to comment and or goof on. And Maybe in the German
5: accent? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I would I just not be want, able to do this. <laughs> I just want Brigitte Mara to be happy. Yeah.
5: <laughs> that's Lydia right, Robertson. Richard. You, know what, you don't have to it, do German, is it Brigitte? It's a different I, kind of German. Uh, I don't know. kind of German than I was going for. but, you know.
3: Brigitte. Yeah, I was going more Sprocket. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, it's always hard
6: G's. There's no soft G's in Germany.
3: Yeah, well, you, you took three up. weeks and I took three years, right? So <laughs> yeah, I'll, no. I'll, I'll, I'll take your advice under consideration. Hard G's Next. only.
5: In America, we only have hard G's, too, you know?
3: Yeah, hard G's. Shane Fastbinder passed away. He would have loved to partake in some discourse on Twitter.com. That's William Sinclair. Oh, God. which goes back to what you were saying Forrest. right about like you know the 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 leftist comments right it's it's like oh my god can you imagine jesus he's he's increasingly
5: i mean you know i mean the term didn't exist at that point but like increasingly black-pilled like that kind of is the process he's going through like it's the it's the chapo trap house process where it's like you start out kind of being somewhat idealistic these change you end up just kind of being like you know, look at these, look at these leftist idiots. You know, every, everything's fucked up.
3: <laughs> I could definitely see an all caps tweet that just says all leftists are idiots coming up from Fastbinder's Twitter account, like late at night, for sure.
5: <laughs> or my, or my, or my Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> Honky grandma, be tripping.
3: Wow. <laughs> wow.
4: That,
5: of course, is a, uh, it's an Eric Adams, uh, it's an Eric Adams, you know, mayor of New York City, uh, no, he got in trouble for saying cracker the other day. That was my—that was the joke I was trying to make.
7: Oh.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh I missed that. I
3: didn't
5: know about
2: that
3: either yeah. I wouldn't say I missed it, Andy. The two <laughs> genders, war and work. That's tea. Think about it.
5: That is the two German genders. Hansel and Gretel. One of them was working. One of them was warring. I won't tell you which <laughs> is bitch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had any blood sausage during the pandemic. Ugh.
5: Oh, so I have. Let's go. No thanks, I'm good
7: Uh, All set on blood sausage
5: (laughs) I went to the Mountain Brauhaus recently I had some good sausage, it was very good It was very nice
3: Much like the anarchists I would die for Mother Custers
5: Did they?
7: They weren't dying for her Eh, yeah I mean, I guess it depends
5: on It depends on which version you watch Because the, the German version The anarchists do get gunned down and so does she uh the, the American version they just kinda walk oh, out. They get
7: shot too in the in the German one.
5: Yeah, so the so the German one, the, the leader of the the anarchist does get shot as they're walking away after oh. she gets shot. So it's but like it, a whole thing. But okay. You
3: know. But if we're gonna seriously parse a letterbox one liner, it's for the idea of mother Custers, which they have weaponized rather than the actual human. Thank you.
5: Yeah, well, I mean it, but it's still <laughs> in the German version. Okay. In the German version still take that see I mean, Grimald. Yeah. Gotcha. It, it's kinda it's a dis- well, I didn't like your rolling. review apparently. <laughs> no, but like, it's, it's, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll cut this out of the, the Twitter version of this and just keep, but like, it's, it's a disillusioning idea, right? Like everybody that says, Hey, we really, we're, we're in your corner. Like, they're like, Oh, by the way, like in the name of her dead husband, every fucking political prisoner should get freed. Julian Assange, yeah. uh, you know, like, uh, a-
7: just all of them. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. Just blanket. Leonard Peltier. Yeah.
5: Well, Leonard Peltier should, you know, uh, yeah. I agree. why I'm taking hostages. I'm taking all you guys hostage. Defend Mother Custer's at all cost. That's yes, my yeah. in there. Hell yeah, hmm. she's a sweet old lady. She she deserves to get defended. That's true.
3: Watching the American Indian immediately after the German Indian did some fucking savage, epic shit to me, dude. <laughs> Shaking my damn head. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Damn. It's it's a it's a, it's a hard one eighty. Yeah.
6: Yeah.
3: It's, well,
4: maybe maybe the American Indian me. she
6: isn't in heaven. No. <laughs>
3: Oh, okay. Um but I mean it makes
5: a lot of, it makes a lot more sense to me after listening to Megan. And talk Andy about, just six cents some other customers there. But anyway,
7: go ahead. And <laughs> she <laughs> was dead the whole time.
5: <laughs> it, it makes it makes a lot more sense to me, I think, after listening to Megan talk about uh, you know, how how much more open they were to kind of like that that kind of domestic terrorism, I guess, is the
3: <laughs> first half, beautiful propaganda. Second half, bitter satire. Oh, to be tall and bony like Margit Karstensen.
5: <laughs> Dour clown.
3: That's almost like a like a haiku. That's really close to being a haiku. Dang, so, much to a,
5: so, so much do it. So much do an account. <laughs> do a water box that they only do haikus. Like eventually. Oh, I oh, that
3: th- that is an already thing.
5: Like, oh, all right. Well, I'm, they're I'm never late, funny though. That's a that's I'm late, thing. Like, I'm late to the game.
3: <laughs> lonely middle-aged woman abandoned by her terrible kids finds solace <laughs> in a <her> local <laughs> chapter of the communist party. For some reason, when I was watching this, I kept thinking it was genius. For some reason. But now that I'm done, I can't really explain why. Hope this helps. <laughs> the you,
4: know,
6: you know, that happened whenever I watched Zordaz. I, I was able to explain it to oh, my man. friends. Uh, like Because like, they didn't get it. And I explained it to them like immediately after we finished watching it. The next day at breakfast, they are just like, Dude, can you explain Zordaz again? And I'm like, I don't, I don't remember anything about the movie.
3: <laughs> Fantastic. And that's it folks. Those are letterbox one-liners from other customers goes to heaven letterbox, a place for film follow a uh, moving extravaganza on letterbox, which is ostensibly for us. Myself, Conan neutron, uh, J andy world right there, uh, right about now. And, uh, Erica Strout is on there as well. And, uh, Andy, you have the other stuff that we're supposed to talk yeah, about. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't
6: forget, if you're watching us right now on Twitch, please subscribe. That helps us out tremendously. And if you're thinking about subscribing and you happen to have an Amazon Prime account, subscribe because uh, that's free for you and also helps us. Um, if you're watching this later, whenever we are on, um, <laughs> <laughs> on, on YouTube, also like and subscribe us there. And do not forget, we have a Patreon. Please hit us up um, because it really does help us, uh, you know, pay for you know, actually watching these things. And, and
5: that's nice. You don't know how many times I have to pay this 399. It, it, <laughs> it is, it is, it is, it is brutal. Oh, and I also, I want to start doing, uh, Adam Curtis, uh, you know, video essays and get into the, I want to, I want to, you know, play the the video essay field, you know, like get in there really, you know, compete with Marina dubs, video essays, boom. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I want to get. Into it. I want to. I want to get to the video. The top of the video essay game. So, I. Can, I, I, think, I, think I think she's I, got something
3: you ain't got. But that's. I
5: look forward to the attempt. Yes. <laughs> what an OnlyFans. No. <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah. Also, also subscribe to Forest so OnlyFans.
5: Yeah. It's, no, I, I I came up with my idea for an OnlyFans <laughs> the other day, and it's me. It's me just doing household chores it's me doing household chores and just like being very nice and like doing dishes and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm your, I'm your friendly neighborhood. Uh, you know, house husband that you can dominate. Uh, <laughs> Somebody's going to want to see that. If you oh, can't handle me yeah. at my yeah. Tony Danza, you don't deserve me at my, you know, Terry, 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 Young. Terry Young, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's
3: a classic. I say it all the time. <laughs> Um, but Eric, I forgot I how many see. of those I've made, by the way. Some of us will be like, what, what, even, what does this even mean? <laughs> Dead, no excuse for laying off work. No, I remember that one. That was Time Bandits. No. Mm-hmm. Skeksis. Remember, I threw the Skexis one and we broke Amanda from uh, uh, <laughs> these are bad movies. That's what I also, say when I call my cats.
5: It also kind of works for this movie, too. It
3: does. Dead, no it excuse there. for laying it off does. the
5: work. Um, but Eric, I want to hear some final thoughts. You know, I want to, you know. Did you, did you get a, uh, an internationalist perspective on left-wing politics from this movie? Did you feel empowered? Are you an anarchist now? I want to hear all of it. (laughs) Um,
7: I wish that I had the optimism to become something like an anarchist.
5: Uh, is that what that is?
7: (laughs) Well, (laughs) you know, it it would take too long to explain, I guess, when I (laughs) was getting up there. (laughs) Sorry, they can't all land, um,
5: no masters, no bedtimes.
7: I did I did enjoy this movie. And it's what might be funny is that this was the second Fastbinder movie I've ever seen. The first being The Bitter Tears of Petra von Kant.
3: Oh, wow. That's the other one? Oh, okay. Yeah.
7: And I did not like it at all. I knew nothing about no. Fastbinder. I watched it. I was like, I don't care about any of these people. This is stupid. Why? Like, why is this a thing? Um and then reading a little more about fast binder it it helped put it into perspective so i had a little more appreciation for it um but i definitely found the characters in this one more um empathy inducing uh like i you know i could find at least some sort of connection with with them and like understand what kind of where they're coming from and um with the politics part like definitely got a little overwhelmed not going to lie but um definitely learned a lot too and i think i going to keep uh reading up a little bit about it because i it is really um it's cool to know about
5: it's definitely more about uh, world politics it's very easy to over prepare for this show like <laughs> in that sense no like you know because yeah. like no like because i i mean we did our mad one episode i listened to a three-hour podcast on the west virginia coal wars and like learned a lot but like right before going on i was like oh fuck what am i what what in this podcast am i going to use like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and mm-hmm. like shout out and bring up, like, I've heard now, like, did I hear the entire Coal Like, it seems like it kind of did. Um, <laughs> like yeah. as, as, as it occurred. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's, um, I'm happy you're prepared to that level. Um, I, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of this stuff is, it's, it's an interesting thing to put into some kind of, I guess, localized context because, um, Like you have to kind of keep multiple things in perspective, right? Like the fact that there kind of was the Soviet Union, which ostensibly kind of was a a communist state, I guess, just over like a a border to the point where they kind of split, like, as I said, like family from family, like, and then during the Kennedy administration, 20 years after kind of that partition happened, um, and they kind of just like dibbied, you know, Germany up or, or at least Berlin up between, um, between allies, like, you know, at the time, um, like almost like family by family like they didn't they, it's not like they're 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 kind of not gerrymandering it you know what i mean like they're kind of just putting a fucking thing to the city and then putting a wall 20 years later in the middle of the city so you can't mm-hmm. get you know anywhere else and and um so it's kind of fascinating to to think about you know the the level of propaganda propagandization i guess that has to go into telling people hey whatever's going on over there has to be worse like the communists over there they're like they're bad people like we're, we're the good people over here we we have free enterprise everything's cool you know you might not get paid a lot and you might be kind of suffering but you know better than whatever is happening over there and the other side of the wall it's like well there's capitalists over there like whatever's happening over there like you know what i mean so it's kind of it's this weird spy city pretty much i mean what it kind of turns into where people are kind of filtering over between the borders being like hey have you heard about this system over here and then the the government itself trying to clamp down on people being like there's bad people over there and it's just this mind fuck that has to happen you know right after a a fascist government that's like killing fucking jewish people in camps like the the level of trauma like trauma re-trauma trauma trauma that has to happen for that to like i don't know so it's crazy like there's so much that kind of goes on in a very short amount of time to yeah absolutely Hmm. just like this show uh, (laughs) yeah, <laughs> but
7: I'm glad that I saw. I'm glad I was motivated to see another of his films. So I, I appreciate y'all.
3: <laughs> yeah, or although the, I will
7: say, yeah, uh, in
5: that sometimes. one too.
7: I'll have to yeah, check yeah, out yeah, World on a Wire. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's next.
5: Uh, Conan on a wire. Let's hear some neutron uh, on a wire you, thoughts.
3: Yeah, yeah. So uh, Mother Custers is good. Is it's a it's the very rare sort of oblique critique and farce of activism and political ethoses and how those can be um, both pure of purpose and incredibly exploitive as well. And there's not a lot of movies that do that. And I think the movie only could have been made because of where he was at at the time and where uh, like his friends and the the, the the whole country and stuff was at at the time. But I think it's good. And I think it's, it's interesting in a lot of ways And I think if anyone else tried to make it, it maybe would have not hit as emotionally. And I say that because I don't feel that Emma Custers really gets a lot of emotional work to do. But she's great in it. She's fantastic in it as basically being someone that is constantly being used or abused in some way, shape, or form. But still somehow manages.
5: Like, yeah. It's just kind of like. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. She still manages to find deeper meaning. Like for herself, which makes her a yeah. very strong and good character, even though like the entire world thinks she's a chump, basically. And I think it's amazing that, um, first of all, the Indians could be so different. Uh, but I, like I mentioned earlier, I actually like the the American Indian in some ways because it gives her, it gives her some degree of closure, even though it's so like tacked on. Like, hey, is this a dream sequence? Like, what's happening here? Is this what she sees before she gets gunned down? <laughs> uh which actually would make it kind of cooler frankly
5: but the guys the guys know, she... like the guy gets her into conversation is like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, but 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 but, the, but here's 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 the
3: thing that fast does in this she's you're along for the ride with her she like you the whole time you're like wow she deserves better than this she really does deserve a lot better than what she than what she's getting her as do most of us but like i think like Fassbender kind of makes her like a Tulpa of, of like what his feelings were at the time is that we all needed a lot better than this. And we needed more than just a uh, hollow sloganeering and uh, you know, empty gestures. And, and it, it, again, he still had hope at this time and it was, it's very palpable and I think it's a really good movie and it's, it's one that, I think it's okay. I don't have opinions on every piece of it politically. I just think it works as a movie, which is kind of more important than it being like, you know, something that you can speak to every aspect of politically. Uh, yes. I will never stop talking about world on a wire. Cause I think it's a masterwork, <laughs> uh, but he made that a year before this. And like the, the difference is palpable and it, it's notable. And, and I think he's in he's a very interesting director, even though there's some movies that he's done that I just, I don't like at all.
4: I would I, mean,
5: I would I would argue that though that he manages he, he manages to kind of thread this needle without making it seem like anybody's in this for um a, a selfish purpose well I guess Karina but he's kind of his corollary character right like but it kind of makes it seem like I like I don't leave that feeling like hey like those communists were fucking assholes and like it, it does seem like they it's legitimately... not well
3: yeah so There's, so it's not like yeah. it doesn't
5: do a spike lee right where it's like
3: here's the objective hero and the objective villain and you're an asshole if you think otherwise and i like spike lee but that's he does that a lot like yeah. it, it's left open to interpretation and, and i think it's very clear to see where he was at I but think. I, so, and he doesn't but I need think, to be I
5: disappointing it. i think that they're very yeah. disappointing i think they're disappointing right. and i think that they're kind of uh kind of uh, going through the motions. And I feel like everybody in this movie is kind of going through the motions, right? Like I don't, but I also feel like it does seem like they legitimately do want to go around and kind of build power for this uh, future communist state. They do believe in it, but they're just kind of mouthing the words along with it because they've been so disempowered by society itself. So it's like this interesting corollary because sometimes I feel like they make Communists and or, it's or made that, them predatory yeah. in the
3: process and they don't realize it's made them predatory in the process. And the fact that they're literally just using her, like, hey, we can get more people to the cause if we get yeah. this woman in, and, and like just sort of like sidecar on to this.
2: And Which and like, you don't see a lot of moved. movies that effectively yeah.
3: do that. Frankly, you just don't but it's like this is, is how you build it.
5: this is how you build power right like this is the election after election after election this is how you build power and the the movement yeah. isn't getting any bigger but they're like oh this time maybe we'll get a little bit bigger now we have you know we have emma custer she's, she said the speech is yeah. cool like so it's like they feel like whatever they kind of fuck up emotionally like it's worth a, a cause that's probably going to help her too and it's just like but it's not and she's into it yeah.
3: she she i mean she's no dummy
5: yeah, right. she's she, she she's she's not a,
3: a dumb... I mean, like I said, like that one Letterbox Review called it. We have like, her kids are fucking terrible. Fuck those kids,
5: yeah. they're assholes. She has the capitalist <laughs> you, kids. That is what think... Sorry, Erica, go ahead. No, It's okay.
7: <laughs> um, I agree. I don't think she's dumb. I think that well, but it kind of makes sense. Like she's been a housewife for forty years too. Right. Like you know, like so she's not as worldly as some folks are, but but definitely not stupid. But my question yeah. was. Do you think that Fassbinder felt like he was caught in the crosshairs of all of these political things going on? Because it kind of seems like what Mother Custer's is.
3: Yeah. Like as as a proxy. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's pretty astute. And, and I think that that I think in part is absolutely true, especially as Megan's article and Megan herself said, like, you know, like he was adjacent to a lot of people actually doing a lot of these activities. And it was like a large portion of his extended friend group. So mm-hmm. because of that, like, I mean, like how could he not feel like he was being utilized as someone with some small degree of notoriety like you know granted it was like you know hey this is the guy that makes the cool movies on the german television public station right mm-hmm. but that was a big deal at the time big yeah. deal and like and like was it internationally renowned the fact that, i mean for us when i sent you the review i was like hey check out this new york times review of when it came out you know like from like the 1970s and they were like oh neat hey it's good basically you didn't <laughs> send me that Oh, I did. I sent it to Forrest. Sorry, I this is like last night. I'll, I'll send it to you, but like it's funny because I like reading reviews that came out at that time because it's like, of course, we're coming at this from a modern context, but what did they think at the time? And at the time, they were basically like, hey, another, you know, another awesome movie from this guy, basically, like you
5: know, well, but it's, yeah, it's kind of depressing, nailed it. Nailed yeah. it. German people, you know, there's some communism. Don't, don't come after oh, us. Okay, Thank you. you. <laughs> Marx could to prediction. This movie being dope. Anyway. <laughs> 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 the, interesting is the, the, the character that's the, uh, the and, and I'll throw to Andy right after this, but the character is named Karl, like Karl Marx. And, yeah. You know, yeah, and, like,
3: you know, yeah. Yeah, I noticed that too. So, yeah. So last thing I'll say is, is like, as much as I love uh, Fastbinder, the name put me off of this movie for a long time because I, I didn't understand the connotation of it being a reference to another movie and this and that. Uh, I'm, I'm actually met, uh... really glad. We, I'm actually <laughs> really glad we picked it because I'm not sure I would have watched it otherwise. Because as much as I love him, I, I don't love everything he's done, and there's a lot of goddamn movies out there. So I was super stoked that Megan uh, did that article. Even more stoked that she came on the show to talk about it. That we all have had this
5: experience. She's, she's, she's brilliant. You. Like everything I've ever thank read, she's read awesome. that she's written has been fucking amazing. But um, yep. uh, Andy, I want to hear, <laughs> hear some final thoughts.
6: Some final thoughts. Yeah. No, I, I um, wasn't very familiar with Fastbender films beyond like um, Jane Eyre, X Men First Class. Uh, oh,
3: God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Here he goes. <laughs> no.
6: Um, you know, uh, Rochester. Was, no. Uh, anyways, um, no, I, I, I um, honestly, like, it's weird, even though I did take the, that important six weeks of German in sixth grade. Um, I never really delved into um, uh, German cinema. Um, I, I mean, uh, I've seen more Michael Fassbender films than I have German films, uh, which is which is very strange. He's a good um, actor. I yeah, no, good. Well, I like I like Michael Fassbender. Um, you know, he was great as Rochester. great as Magneto, uh, Loris Bastards.
3: Jonah he's, he's the best thing about that uh, that most recent Alien movie. He's probably the best thing about it.
6: Yeah, yeah, it really was. Um, but anyway, yeah, Andy. Can but yeah. your time. no um no. Uh, so if so unfair, dare. I've completely you know missed this guy's work, um, not knowing the context or anything. And honestly, if I was looking through the Criterion collection and I saw this movie, I'd just be like hard to skip because it looks really- <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, that looks pretty dire. I'm not into um, that. Yeah, I, I mean, like, like you know, if it was called that and had like you know some some really cool like uh, action star like like. Um, uh yeah you know like there's some weird uh japanese noir films uh titles and and i'll watch it because like it's you know it's got like joe Shishido in it um who's awesome and everything he does but but you know like
5: uh we still have to do japanese colombo
6: yes and uh you know chinese uh hong kong films like like you know they got some really weird names too like this but uh again like like those are those are genres I know um as opposed to like a German film by a director I don't know. So yeah like German 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 New
3: Wave which is of which it's he's like one of the big names right. Yeah
6: so. I mean I know I know more German music uh than I do uh you know from the 70s right. than I do movies so so you know uh you know who's who the, Cam- who the founding the um, founding
5: kind of member of, of the German yeah of the of the German <laughs> New Wave like considered kind of their their uh you know
6: across no.
5: or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're Jean-Luc Godard, like they're, they're, they're founding member of this uh, movement that was kind of happening across multiple countries. And yeah.
6: And I mean, French groups. new wave has always hit or miss with me. So, so like uh, I've seen mm-hmm. stuff that have just been like, I can tell it's a good film, but it just, it just didn't, it didn't engage me. Um, and other stuff. So, so like I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm a little, uh, Underwatched on my, ger- uh, my my French
3: New Wave. Well, I know no. I, I know I know you've seen yeah. some. Uh, and by the way, they call it New German Cinema they, because they want it to be different from.
5: We we have, we have new the French new German wave. cinema. We are different. than the old German cinema. If you call us old <laughs> German cinema, we will kill you. But I can it's tell you, the you, same you principles. it's the same. It's the same principle. But of course, they're like no, no, no. This is, yeah. this
3: is different. Just well, fair, uh, right? we have
5: the right. yeah. We have the new cinema, and that is it. But I'm mean, gonna I tell you that you know at least two of them.
3: Which is a uh, Wenders and Werner Herzog. They're both from that same. And people forget because they both have had like a very long career of doing mm-hmm. stuff. But they're both from that same that same world and that same scene.
6: I mean, unless you want to talk about Schwarzenegger, I mean, I could. <laughs>
3: yeah, then you're all in. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, but, oh um... <laughs> no. <laughs> uh,
6: no, and I mean, literally the only other two German films that I can remember off the top of my head seeing is, is "The Wave," which I think is pretty good, yeah. um, predictable, but like uh, honestly, they they they. Hit all the emotions at the end, even though it's really, you see it coming from a mile away. And,
5: um, give them a fucking break. They invented emotions (laughs) in like, you know,
6: 1984. (laughs) Uh, But no, and, and, uh, no, the, 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 you know, both of those are very good films. But, like, again, uh, it's, it's nobody's like introduced, you know, I never had like a a big brother of Durban cinema. You know, being like, <laughs> you, you know, me like, no, uh, no, no, that's like, good. Like,
3: yeah, I like that. Yeah yeah, you, yeah.
6: yeah. No, no. You know, exactly. got to have the thing.
3: older sibling of the film movement, right?
6: Yeah. yeah like somebody who's just going to slide you a VHS copy, like, yo, check this out. By the
5: time I was, you know, uh, appreciated film, like, my grandma knew that I did, but she was kind of like a Clinton, a Clinton Democrat after she had been just so. Uh, so warped by being in America that she was like, "Hey, Bill Clinton's pretty cool as a saxophone," and, and and Adolf Hitler, Adolf Hitler, people got a little bit inspired by him by other things that he would think, and it was like, "And Bill Clinton is the saxophone," and those are the two things I really remember politically about my grandma telling the stories. So
7: I mean, that was probably the coolest thing about Bill Clinton was the saxophone.
5: And, and at the like, time, Adolf, saxophone was a the,
7: big instrument in popular It started to eventually
5: decline, and he started telling me that Adolf Hitler had a saxophone. And I was like, I know that's not true. And, and he did <laughs> it like, on a popular TV
6: show. Let's not forget that. Like like, right, right. like the one the kids watched.
5: Yeah. Um, I know for a fact that Adolf Hitler did not go in Arsenio Hall. Come on.
3: Now. <laughs> that's
6: not
5: what he <laughs> meant. But, <like>, but, but,
3: <laughs> but to give context, and I realize I'm walking over Andy's final thoughts again, but like uh, Herzog had already uh, done. Uh, like Aguirre, Wrath uh, of God, it actually came out two years before. And like even Dwarves started smaller than like five years earlier. So there was plenty of contemporaries uh, that were that were doing cool shit.
6: Yeah. And, and again, I you know, just I've missed a lot Do of it the, because, doing uh, the cool shit. you know, I guess now Forrest is my older brother slipping me German VHS tapes uh, <laughs> in a way. Um,
5: a lot of is drawn on these vhs tapes are, are, you, are you okay <laughs> well you
6: sent me the wave
5: <laughs> what
6: that was about
5: oh no i meant me draw, drawing them out of the past well
6: that way your grandmother doesn't get upset
5: yeah well you know yeah, yeah. german seances are real
6: <laughs> but no it, this this is this is great and, I, and i'd love to explore more in the future with everybody so um you know on uh, a
5: wire let's go baby <laughs> you know i i would, I would i'm 100 down to watch more fast spider i really enjoyed this um i will say though you know as as we kind of close out um uh, guys as you know we have a common enemy that exploits and robs us you know what that enemy is <laughs>
4: I'm gonna go to the bathroom, 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 I'm